Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade Pinball Podcast. I'm Brent Griffith. I'm Whitney Robertson. We are accompanied by a lot of background noise. I don't know if everybody can hear it or not, but where are we at, Brent? We are at Louisville Arcade Expo 2018. It sounds a lot different than your basement. Oh, I will it does. say that. Well, no, no, no. It's the sprawling Broken Token Classic Arcade Pinball Podcast studio. Yeah, yeah palatial. Yes. It, it, some would say palatial. Oh, absolutely. Yes, agreed. My voice sounds a little different than normal if you're a regular listener to the show because it's almost gone. Yeah, so it's not up from. It's not due to like being up all night drinking or no, anything. Like, no, okay, no. Okay, all right. It's from hardcore podcasting. Hardcore podcasting. Absolutely. The only kind of podcasting, Brent, that we know. No, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Exactly. So what is this show? This show's a little different than a normal show. So if you're new to the Broken Token podcast, you might want to back up to episode 64. That's a normal show. Give it a listen. Yeah. This is going to be a great show as well. It is our live stream from Friday night, Louisville Arcade Expo 2018. Yeah, it's, it is a great lineup. And the reason why it's so great is because, number one, I wasn't there. So, <laughs> so no, we, we were able to feature uh, a guest host friend of the show. Mr. Sean O'Shea was so gracious to uh, lend his time to the show. He covered for me while I was out uh, uh, with a, a family event uh, with my daughter. So uh, Sean O'Shea uh, sat in, and we had friend of the show, Mr. Steve Ridge, sit in, and then very esteemed and special guest, Mr. Steve Bowden from Fun with Bonus. Oh, absolutely. It was a yes. great show. Oh, speaking of set-in guest hosts, uh-huh. it wasn't just Sean. We had another guest host in spirit. So, Whitney, I'd like to go ahead and show you the guest host to see if you can figure out Oh my gosh! which one of our listeners sat in in spirit with us Friday night. That Whit- is uh, absolutely insane. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know how to call this, man. So Brent, I just handed Whitney a uh, nicely framed photograph of, do, do you know who that is? It, it it's look, a little dark. It, well, it, it looks to me like it looks to me like Flava Flay <laughs> traded in the, the clock around his neck and put on a fez and started playing pinball. That's what it looks like that, to me. That is Mr. Jim Hale, dressed oh as a caterpillar. Gosh. That's smoking, Jim? Smoking a cigar, playing pinball, as one does. Oh, when, man. When what? one either plays pinball or dresses as a caterpillar. Wow. Well, Jim, I will say this. Alice uh, in Wonderland style, buddy. Jim, this is an awesome picture of you, and I'm still calling it as Flava Flav, okay? <laughs> so, Jim, that's that's a compliment of the highest order is what I'll say. That, that's great. <laughs> so, uh, we'd like to, uh, uh, again, we'd like to thank Mr. Sean O'Shea for setting in yeah. and filling in for Whitney. And, of course, in spirit, Mr. Hale. Oh, friend of the show, Mr. Jim Hale. He's the best. So, here it is. Friday night, Louisville Arcade Expo 2018, the live stream. Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast live Friday night from Louisville Arcade Expo. I am your one of your hosts, Brent Griffith, and across the table from me is... Whitney Roberts. Who is that? It's Whitney Roberts. That Whitney, that doesn't sound like you. I've been across from the mic from you for a long time, and it... Just, who? It's me, Brent. It's Whitney Roberts. Say, say fire. 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 Bar. Fire. Par. Power. Par. Power. Fire. Par. Fire. Power. 
I, I'm not getting it. That, that doesn't. You don't sound right, Whitney. Firepower. Okay. Okay. How about uh, I mean, this? It's me, Brent. It's Whitney. So if if you're a rock band and you're traveling the country doing shows, you're on. You're on tour. 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 Fire. Fire. Welcome to the show, Mr. Sean O'Shea. Ooh. How you doing, Sean? Pretty good, Brent. <laughs> It's nice to be here. Uh, Whitney, unfortunately, couldn't make it in this evening. He had a little uh, uh, something kind of come up. Everything's okay. Um, actually, just some family stuff to attend to. He's doing his part with the family. So we have a stand-in co-host tonight, Mr. Sean O'Shea. Say hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. <laughs> Tell everybody. I, I'd just like to say welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade. And why the heck hasn't Whitney seen this awesome 80s movie podcast? Uh, you know, Whitney and I have had... Many a long conversations about his uh, lack of movie prowess. And, you know, I, I try where I can. I know he goes on these binges. They watch all the Star Treks, the next gen, because I don't know what it is about Picard and all that. But, you know, whatever. So we are live at the floor of Louisville Arcade Expo 2018 uh, here, of course, in wonderful Louisville, Kentucky. This is the first night of the show, Friday night. And show open today at 2. The crowds have really started to kind of stream in. The show's really filled out. Of course, it's 7 o'clock here. Show runs till midnight, so we got a good size, uh, a good size crowd going. We're right inside the door, and you know, we're kind of like, uh-oh, wait a minute. Here comes one of the show organizers. Wait, you're not live, are you? I'm, I'm actually live. Jeremy, sit down at that uh, mic. No, sit down at the I'm mic. Good, I'm good. No, 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 no. So You've been on the show before, Jeremy. He Jeremy was just on Flights. the show like last month. Like I know. All right, all right. So that was Jeremy Flights. He's one of the show organizers. It's Jeremy's Matt Joe, and uh, Jer- Jeremy and his brother Matt, and then Joe Stith, who takes care of the console side of that. Formed the Louisville Arcade Expo trifecta. For yes, exactly. They formed the trifecta. Um, but we're right. Let's see. What, what is? I almost called you Whitney. That's not right, Sean. Is it? That's yeah. not right. No, I'm I'm not Whitney Roberts. You're not Whitney Roberts. I'm not paid enough to be Whitney Roberts. <laughs> you are still the unpaid production. Oh wait, can you hear that in the? I've still I've still got our. Uh, I heard a little bit of the loop that we play in that my still running? in my ear. It's still running. I had to I had to mute it out. So you folks, listeners to the show will realize that recently, as in like the last episode, we changed all of our music over to some of Mr. Scott Denise's wonderful soundtrack from TNA. We've got this loop that we call it, that we run at the show here at Little Arcade Expo. We do it every year. And it's all of our outtakes uh, kind of interleaved with some of our transitions, which of course now is all uh, Scott's music. And has it driven you crazy yet, Sean? Not yet, because, I mean, Scott makes some awesome music. Well, he does, but, I mean, it's 15 minutes of Whitney and I being silly, and then the, the uh, sound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to wear on you after a bit. So, anyway, I, we, that's what we were streaming just before we went live. Whitney and I actually talked about it a little earlier today. Uh, every year when we, we release these shows, the live shows, we do the Friday Night, Saturday Night show. But I, this year we're going to go ahead and we're going to release kind of that best of kind of uh, – something just went off behind me. I'm sorry. It drew my attention. And look, look, something shiny, Sean. Something shiny. It's like they're announcing something cool for this show. 
So what, what's it's it's coming anyway? We're going to release that as well, so everybody can listen to it. There's uh, some of Scott's music in it, of course, and then it's a compilation of all of our out- outtakes and then a few other little funny bits from from the past year. Awesome. What's can you see what's going on behind me, Sean? So like I know right behind me is a lot of the console area, and they've got projectors and they're playing console console games up on the wall. Are they doing a tournament? They might be. I think I see some Street Fighter up there on the wall in, like, you know, gigantic size projected on the wall, which is a pretty cool deal. Well, where we're kind of setting right now, uh, we're in line with that wall, and we've actually got some games directly behind us. So it makes it a little difficult to see. Can you see what's going on? They'll do tournaments on arcades and pins. Of course, the the Papa folks are here. They're running a, a good-sized pinball tournament in the in an, an adjoining room, which is really working out well. Have you been over there yet, Sean? Yeah, I've actually popped in there. It's pretty cool. They've got a, they've got a regular lineup, and then they also have a classics tournament running at the same time. So the folks from Papa came down from Pennsylvania. They're running that tournament, and that's a part of the Stern Pro Circuit this year. Oh, is it? Okay. So, um, it, and it's it's kind of given a little bit more space here in the main hall because in years past the tournament has been over in a corner. And uh, this is a good size space, but it's taken up a fair a fair amount of room. They've moved it into this adjoining. I don't know if you'd call that like a smaller ballroom. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and and it's they can they can do their thing. There's direct access to the main show floor, and it kind of gets them out of the general flow, and then opens up a little bit more space over here for some more vendors, so it really has worked out very well. Yeah, I think breaking that tournament off into kind of its own separate area, and there was a few, uh, few cocktail tables back there, a few like kitty ride kind of deals, a few uh, artists, sort of like an artist alley and the little cafeterias back there, oh, okay. but it's a little quieter for them to be off the main floor to be running the tournament. And you, where they were last year, that's opened up, and actually... Is, I think it's flipping out pinball. They're located basically in that space right now. And if you look over there, they've got a nice ring of Batman 66s, Star Wars. There's three or four ACDC Lucys over there. Yeah. I mean, it's if you take a look at our Facebook page, it is an interesting... We've got pictures. It's just really, really cool. We've got pictures of all the brand new box, stern boxes on pallets of these pins. And then as they opened them before they arranged arranged them, they're, they're, it's just weirdly, it's just a weird, neat thing to look at because they're just haphazardly sitting on this floor, all these brand new pinball machines. So I, you, was, I was really wanting to go grab one of those boxes and cut a few <laughs> holes in it and walk around and be like, look, I'm dressed up as new in box. I'm cosplaying. Yeah, I guess from, uh, I believe from what I talked to the folks from Flipping Out mm-hmm. are running all those sterns on Marco's behalf. And then there's a bunch of Marco stuff up there. Folks can order things for Marco. And then Flipping Out has their own stuff also on the wall because they do uh, American Pinball. So they have a Houdini here at the show. And they do Jersey Jack as well. And they've got a Dialed In and a Pirates of the Caribbean, the new Pirates Oh, see, now is that back on the other side? Because I haven't made it back to that back corner. Yeah, it's along the wall along where the booth was last year. So, uh, hey, looks like we're going to have our first guest. Mr. Steve Ridge is going to come in here and sit down. So this is going to be interesting. I'm going to have to figure out exactly how I've got everything wired. Come on, Steve. Sit on down. All right, Steve, can you hear us? Is it up or down? Up or down on the on the headphones? Are they good? Hold on. I haven't, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait. You got them muted. All Let's right. Try them now. on in. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got the wrong button. Try that one. I'm a drummer. I'm going to need it way up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are you 
<laughs> All right, how about this? How about this? Uh, that Is sound, that better? Yeah, that sounds All right, good. I can go higher. Who, who wants want. to go back to their uh, 80s game shows and do card sharks? And like, I bet all of it higher. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, you've been on the show before. Steve, and did you have your son, Mike? Michael, came with you yes. once. Yes. Uh huh. And yeah. Steve and uh, Michael visited the sprawling, 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 far, far, the sprawling Broken Token Studios and sat in for, I mean, it was the whole show, wasn't it? Um, about half of it, yeah. 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 Yeah, about half. It was certainly an extended interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that episode. So what did you bring out this year, Steve? I brought a 76 Ballet Old Chicago. Oh, I've been playing that. I'll have you good. And then a 78 Ballet uh, Matahari. That's the same Matahari you brought to last year's yes. expo, right? Yes. And uh, 1980 Ballet Silver Ball Mania. Do you still have the Space Invaders? I do. And you still got the firepower, don't you? I still have the firepower. <laughs> In fact, the firepower was uh, supposed to come. Uh, firepower. Uh, uh, supposed to come with me this weekend, mm-hmm. but it's not booting right. Oh. It, right. Hey, look, uh, no warranties uh, expressed or implied, yeah, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was five years ago, too. So. Oh, man. is it? And you cha- You did a play field swap on it and everything. Yeah, sure did. Oh, I hate but, to hear that. That you've. We'll get together on. It. Maybe we can figure it out. Yeah. Know? Well, um, I think it's that fifty-one hundred one RAM again. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's strange. Okay, all yeah, right. Yeah, because because when I had it home earlier yesterday, um, I, I pulled the RAM chip, reseated it, and it booted right up. Yeah, but it's not well enough where you trust it. No, no. Because um, uh, a little bit later, it uh, I tried powering it on again. And it, it, it wouldn't boot into a tract. Oh. Now, well, I, I can get it to boot into a tract, but I have to open the coin door, power cycle it a couple times, and then it, then it comes up. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it doesn't hold any settings, so I, can, I can't set it how, for free play. How long has it been since you changed the batteries in it? Um, I actually changed them yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I definitely think it's that RAM chip. Well, you know, just before we started the broadcast, I brought uh, several video games. We talked about them on the show. And I noticed that my Asteroids was turned off. And I was like, oh, man, we just came back from dinner. And I thought, man, what is up with this? And I reached back. And, and I had I'd gone through, you know, capped the monitor and just basically worked through the game. And then I, I left it to run, kind of burning at my house probably a good 24 to 36 hours mm-hmm. and not contiguous i think the longest run it had was maybe eight or ten hours when i was home on like a saturday or sunday afternoon right. and uh sure enough it went into collapse so i uh, did it yeah it did oh phoebe's behind me phoebe smith from cincinnati uh oh phoebe i'm getting it what's, what's going on sean you got you got a phoebe i mean i'm surprised she didn't come up and run her fingers through your hair because all the ladies are into the long-haired brent <laughs> Uh oh! Oh, there it goes. goes. There it goes. <laughs> you know, I've gotten it, more comments. Suddenly, I feel like I'm. Like, if Brent Griffith was a kitty cat, he'd be purring. So, right now. Suddenly, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to have like hair standing up straight from all the. That I have of of everything I, that has been brought up this weekend. My hair seems to be a very hot topic. Okay, I'm getting the shoulder massage now. <laughs> She's working her way around Phoebe the table. Phoebe Smith, everybody. <laughs> Phoebe Smith. <laughs> Pinball artist. Massage therapist Phoebe Smith. <laughs> oh, oh, hey. Well, speaking of Phoebe, let me go ahead and mention this. Phoebe had handed me this. The Cincinnati, Greater Cincinnati Pinball Show 
And I got a, uh, a flyer here from from Phoebe, and we'll add this into our rotation of Did shows that to talk about. Include a crisp fifty dollar bill. Yeah, she was uh, supposed to have taped or stapled a crisp fifty dollar bill to this, but unfortunately, it's un fifty dollar billed. <laughs> but I'll, I'll go ahead and mention it. Uh, yeah, I'll mention it nonetheless. Cincinnati Greater Cincinnati Pinball Show, November thirtieth through December second, twenty eighteen. Of course, didn't miss it. Holiday Inn Eastgate. Over 100 machines set to free play. Tickets go on sale 6118. And it says on here, sales will be limited. So I, I don't know whether that's they're trying to like cap out how many f- people can fit in the venue or they're going to like background check you and keep out the riffraff, which means I can't go. <laughs> well, I, I was reading their, their website and uh, uh, Eric Wurtenberger said that uh, they were trying to prevent overcrowding. Oh, that makes so, sense. Okay. So, so people aren't standing five, six deep waiting to play a game. Oh, the website went live yesterday. It's pincinnati.com, and that's P-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I, com. And it looks like they've got a, a, a hotmail box here, too, so you can, if you got questions, contact at pincinnati, P-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I, at hotmail.com. And, of course, we're going to go ahead and put this in our standard rotation to cover uh, during the monthly show and all that kind of fun stuff. Hashtag so. spill it, Brent. <laughs> well, you know, I've not been reading, but for a very short period of time. So this is this is a, a leap for me. <laughs> Angie, your wife's a teacher, right? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I might need is. some personal. Uh, I don't even have tutoring. My, I don't have. I may need some per, some tutoring, and I don't have my old man glasses on. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just point out I'm uh, following the MixLR chat here. We're talking about Steve's firepower. And uh, apparently, listener of the show, James Hale, has turned live stream into a drinking game. Oh, he just Lord. says, Fire Power, drink. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get Jim so screwed up. <laughs> fire it's fire power, Phoebe. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I've got a vote from the from the Cincinnati crew on exactly how to say that. And and the correct spelling on that is? Uh, Go ahead, Sean. F-A-A-R-P-A-R-R. Because it's a little more ah in far and a little more R in par. You can never have enough R. <laughs> it's like pirate pinball. So, hey, Sean, uh, I just looked up and took a look at what you brought for us. Tell everybody the surprise that you had for Whitney and I. So, my lovely she- wife, Sharon, had a wonderful idea. She, um, we made up a sign. And the sign is sitting out front of the booth. And the sign says, help keep Brent and Whitney off the street. Buy a Broken Token t-shirt. We threw a few hashtags on there. We got hashtag fuel the far. That one should start trending on Twitter right now. And hashtag no cassette deck required. And then before I mention the last hashtag, I'll explain the other thing we brought with the sign. Uh, We brought a standee of Chewbacca. (laughs) <laughs> from the Star Wars trilogy, of course. And he is sporting a blue, beautiful, broken token t-shirt. And so the last hashtag on the poster is hashtag let the Wookiee win. <laughs> yep, and I'm, I'm getting my picture made with that Chewbacca before I leave here tonight. <laughs> hey, Excellent. you're not the only one. It's photo op at the broken token booth. <laughs> I, have, uh, um, I have walked by the booth. You know, because Whitney and I, we've kind of been in and out and around and uh, walked through the show a little bit and, and talked with some, you know, friends and you know, folks that we we only get to see at these shows and people that travel in. You know, we don't only get to see in person once or twice a year. So we wander around. And I've come back to the booth and I have, air quotes, caught 
people taking selfies with the Chewbacca. That is awesome. <laughs> and one gentleman in particular, he was like, oh, I got busted. And I'm like, <laughs> do it. You know, that's awesome. Don't mess them up. But you want to take photos. That's all good. So, um, Sean, I mean, have you played anything? What, have you had any time uh, on, the, on any of the games out I, here? I've had a little bit of time this afternoon, and it's actually been pretty cool because I've been to my share of shows. I started going to shows in 2014. I got involved in a lo- local league, although I haven't played in the last year. So, I mean, I've played my fair share of pinball games. But I've come to this show, and there's at least a half a dozen games I've never played before. So I've been excited to go up and play a couple of machines that I've never gotten I mean, my hands on anything in particular that stands out? Um, well, not exactly a wonderful game. There's, it, amusingly, it, it was not planned this way, I was told, but it kind of worked out that there's a Gottlieb bro. Yes. And yep. So there's a Wipeout that I haven't had a chance yep. to actually play yet, but I had never played that. There's a Spring Break, and there's a, uh, there's a there's Super Mario Brothers, which I've played before. There's a Barb Wire, yeah, which Barb I've never Bar. played before. Yep. There's a Stargate. So there's like this, this Gottlieb premiere row. That actually, Steve, have you been back there? Um, I've been back there. I haven't had a chance to play much yet. Um, I, I, I did play a little bit earlier. I, I, I did get a game in on Houdini. Oh, I was going to say earlier. Sean, yeah. did you play Houdini yet? I've not. I, I played. I didn't it. get to play it here, but I did play it at Southern Fry Game Room Expo last year. Now you didn't go to Atlanta this year. No, no, last year, no, we did didn't go this year. I, I, I want to say I don't even. I remember seeing the game. I don't think I actually played. It's one of those things where it kind of. I'll, I'll admit it's kind of all running together a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think I actually got to play it. Of course, that's June, so all kinds of stuff could have happened to the code since then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the game is a whole lot more polished now, and, and, and they're shipping. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I need to wander back there at some point in time and try. I mean, I haven't really gotten to play anything since set up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Gottlebro that you mentioned, I'll go ahead and give a shout-out. You know, we've talked about. He's going to give a shout-out because Tony's standing right yeah, in Tony's front of the <laughs> table. <laughs> yeah, Rec Bar Tony. of Rec Bar. <laughs> The uh, uh, that Gottlibro Rec Bar this year brought a lot of games in. Yeah, Tony uh, said he brought forty-one games yeah, this year. They've been wow. able to really step up and and uh, you know prior years you got ants and ants at from Zanzibar and they bring a ton of games as well. And then as Rec Bar, it's another area town, as they've been able to kind of expand and increase their inventory, mm. they were able to bring a lot of games and the Gottlibro. I kind of joke with Tony as being Mr. Gottlieb, but he's those are rec bar games, and they're yeah. now the Wipeout. Have you played the Wipeout, Steve? No, not yet. I was playing it last night, and you you look at it, and it's one of those man, this just looks kind of different. You know, it's kind of in that transition period where you don't have that photorealistic artwork, right? But you also don't have that that I don't know how to put it. The artwork is almost kind of caricature-ish. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in that middle ground where you had that real detailed art right. versus a little bit more cartoonish character, mm-hmm. caricature-ish, yeah. kind of like a Dr. Dude or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, which is common for Gottlieb games of that time. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's got some funny call-outs. It's got some interesting shots. And I didn't get to really study it, but I had a good time with it. I'll go back and play it. Yeah, You have to give it a shot. And, and then yeah. have, you played, have you played Barbed Wire? No, I haven't played barbed wire, but uh, I, I have played Torpedo Alley, and I, oh, yeah. I, I, I know oh, that you were fun. playing that game the other night. Yes. And, 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 and mentioned that you really liked it. I do. Now, that's, uh, help me here, that's not a That's God. a Data East. That's yeah. Data East, yes. It, data. 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 
I usually say data, but I swear that you're um, the one that says data. I'm, I'm, and that I'm, I, that I'm, I'm, I I'm a data guy. It. You're a data guy. Yeah, data. Taito. 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 <laughs> Combine the two and make it Taito. <laughs> no, the, uh, give the bar, give the bar wire a shot. Okay, yeah. It's. Um, I, did you ever see the movie? No. Okay, I saw the movie, and I just remember seeing the movie. And that's it. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember <laughs> wagers on whether Whitney's seen the movie. Oh, I'm sure he. You know what? That's probably going to be his favorite movie of all time. He'll be able to quote lines. <laughs> he'll, he'll be. Uh, oh yeah, that call out makes sense because this. And I'm like, okay, Whitney, whatever. Um, I do remember a portion of the movie having something to do with. There's a guy on the back glass. It's kind of like Barb's, you know, kind of buddy sort of a person, and he has like a bar, and that's kind of like her home base, and. For some reason, the only portion I remember, I know I've seen the entire movie, but the only slice of it I remember is the fallout after some massive fight scene in that bar where they're cleaning up. I see. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't even remember who I guess is the main villain who's like Fatso or something's his name. Yeah, I think so, because was, there was something on the DMD about like, shoot Fatso for a skill shot or something. Yeah. There's it right in the middle. There's the fat soul like bash toy. Okay. And he's sitting in like this uh, Rastafarian kind of outfit. Uh huh. And uh, he, he, but he's sitting almost kind of like a Buddha. And it's a, it, I don't know. I don't even remember that character from the movie. So. <laughs> well, I, I, I he's know. He's taunting you. I, I know a lot of people bash on barbed wire, so I'm I'm gonna give it a shot and, and see, we, see what I think. It was Gottlob's last game i think right i'm not I, sure on i that. think I it was their that. last game and then they were revved up to do what's the country music one um oh uh, uh, brooks and dunn, yeah, brooks brooks and dunn. I, i've seen pictures of the play field for that there they have them on imd uh, ipdb yeah and th- that, that game never actually happened but right. i mean it's man the, those system three gotlib games they, they've kind of got their own little charm i've, mm-hmm. I've played enough of them to you know once you start to feel the flippers versus like a Williams. Right. You know, it, it is kind of is. It is what it is. Yeah, and, and, and those Gottlieb Premier games, the, the, the way the flipper, the, the way the flippers are, I mean, you can catch anything, yeah. you know. Oh, I'm not that good, Steve. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah there is something about Even the way you can catch angle. anything on those flippers. <laughs> Uh-oh, what mm-hmm. happened? Uh oh! Did something something shut down? I, uh, so up. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this, did, yeah. did you all catch that? He jumped up with his hands in the air and yelled, "Sorry!" And then he's like, "Everything's fine. Everything's fine." So on the front here. of the table, uh, if you saw pictures from uh, this year from from Facebook, or if you uh, uh, last year, I had this out here. I've got this little television that I think is a Sears branded TV or something and it's a luggable and it's got a 1978 stamp on it and you could put like 12 no joke if you open the side of it there's there's a, a holders in there for like 12 D size batteries oh really yeah and it's got like a 4 inch CRT in it and it was it's got a, a carry strap on it like a laptop bag mm. And you could carry it around, I guess, and watch TV at the beach or whatever. And it's kind of cool and retro. And I had it out here last year with an NES on it, a duck hunt. And people were playing duck hunt on the... Tiny, tiny duck hunt. Tiny so duck our, our, our phones are actually bigger than what this is. Yes, they are. That's and, funny. And then this year, I've got a little plug and play on it. So it's got like Pac, Miss Pac-Man or Pac-Man and Bosconian and 
a, a couple other midway games. Right. And uh, there was a there was a kid out here that was playing it, and all of a sudden he just jumped up through his hands in here. He's like, I didn't do it. It's our. Yeah, the screen <laughs> on my iPad is bigger than the screen on this television. Yes. So video game wise, I know Steve, you probably hadn't played a lot of videos. You're more of a pin guy, right? Uh, I I am, but I I did play my fair share of video games back in the early '80s. You know, back when it was still hot. I was never any good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my high score on Zaxxon is like 150. <laughs> that sounds but, like nine. But but at one time when at uh, one time when I was a teenager, I had learned the pattern on on the original Pac-Man and could play that for about 15, 20 minutes on on a quarter. But that's that's really the only thing that I ever played a whole lot of to to really learn the game. So have you been playing any videos here, or are you just playing, looking at the pins? Um, I actually played your Asteroids. Oh, before it broke? Yep, got 950 points. <laughs> <laughs> I am de- definitely, not, definitely not an arcade game it, player. I'm, I'm way more of a pinball player. Just before we uh, went on the air, I walked over to look at the games I brought, and Asteroids was turned off. I was like, uh-oh. And I turned it on, and it was in, it's in vertical collapse. So I'm like, oh, well, at least I think I can fix that real quick in the morning. So, yeah. Well, oh, that's well. good. I, I walked up to my Matahari once, and it was already turned off. Oh. But that was an easy fix. When we were transporting the game, the, uh, uh, the tilt ball got stuck all the way in the tilt position touching oh. touching the sensor so yeah, the, uh, so how did it boot up when you plugged tilt? it in earlier um it must have been just on the verge oh of you know uh, uh triggering that sensor but uh i just flipped the ball back and it's been running ever since so excellent sean have you been into any fun arcade games since you've been here yes, i've played a few uh i've mostly been going up to pins uh i'll Amusingly, uh, I went I, up to when I was a kid. You, uh, you are Whitney in spirit, and that we have to teach you how to use the mic. I know. I feel like I don't want to be like you know, eat it like it's a big well, marshmallow. I'll adjust your volume. Don't worry. You just got you got to write in. You got to love the microphone, uh, Whitney Sean. <laughs> love the microphone. Um, it's like uh, a Kentucky name, isn't it? Whitney Sean. Whitney Sean. <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember this. Uh, we had this little uh, amusement park. Next to a lake, there was Lake Quasipog, and they called it Quasi Amusement Park. And I remember playing in the arcade there when I was a kid. And I know they had pinballs, and I don't remember any pins I specifically played when I was younger. But, man, I remember playing a lot of kicks. There was this racing game, dirt bike racing game called Enduro Racer. Uh, I think I, that sounds familiar. Maybe on console? Or like NES? Was that on? No. Maybe. They, they had... I think there was a port to Commodore 64. Okay. Okay. All right. I played a, a totally Clacks, which is another puzzle game. It's like a, a color matching puzzle game. I remember the classic Upright Tetris. But one of the ones that I remember playing a lot because I didn't have a Nintendo growing up. I, I had an Atari 2600. I skipped straight to a Sega Genesis. Was I always liked Excite Bike. So I've gone over and I've played Brent's versus oh, Excite Bike. It's over here. Sweet, sweet. Very cool. Good memories. Hey Steve, will you do? Do you mind or anything else you want to add? I was nope, going to ask nope. you if you'd grab like Jared out there. I'm good. Oh yeah, I'll get one I'll, of the. Re- yep, I'll, I'll get Jared. Jared, or actually, let me uh, ask Jared to stick around. I'm going to grab Corey. If you have him come come over and sit down and and, and Sean, good talking to you. Yeah, good to have Brent, you here. Thanks Steve. again. Oh, Cheers you're so very welcome. welcome. So we're going to rotate uh, out Steve, and we're going to bring in Corey. Come on, Corey, sit him down there. Let him get all adjusted. All right, Corey, how's that sound? Is that too loud? You want it down? No, no, no. Is you're that good? good? You're all good. All right, love the mic, Corey. Thank you. So tell everybody who you are. 
Uh, I'm Corey Sims. I'm one of the uh, co-owners of RecBar. So RecBar has uh, been great. I was talking about it earlier in the show that you all have been gracious and that you all brought a ton of games into the show this year. I mean, how, how many did you bring in? Do you, did you have a count on it? Uh, we're close to 40. I believe it was 39 to 41, somewhere in there. Oh, sweet, sweet, yeah. sweet. And, um, I mean, is... I know Tony's in the tournament. Have you been in the pinball tournament? Anything going? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not anywhere near ready for that. I'd, uh, I'd have a little bit of fun in it, but I'd be gone really quick. So, when um, when Jeremy and, I, and if you've ever met Matt and Jeremy flights, the funny thing is, is uh, Jeremy's a little taller than Matt. You can tell they're brothers, but it's not like they're they're twins and. I, they prove out how terrible I am with names because I'm constantly getting them wrong. You know, it's really easy to, to recognize which one's which, right? Because only one of them has har. Har? <laughs> <laughs> I even forgot where I was. Oh, no, okay. I remember I was going to talk about. So when Jeremy was in, um, he it, on the show getting ready, you know, talking about Arcade Expo 2018, he talked about the Triple Crown. What do they call it? Do you remember triple crown of the pinball, right? Triple Crown of Pinball. The triple, yep. Okay. So they were going to have three events leading up to Expo. All right. And the first was at Rec Bar. The second was at Zanzibar. And then the third was at Stadium Joe's, which is up in the front of the hotel where the venue is yeah, located. Okay. So the restaurant here at the hotel, they cleared a wall and yep. filled it full of pinball machines. Yep. And I was kind of giving him a little bit of grief, Corey, because what? I, okay, I won't embarrass him too much. Eighth, too much about what eighth position he came in. Eighth, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so then I turn around and he's over here playing in the pop tournament. I'm like, what? What gives? Hey, it was that third ball, 26 million point Metallica game where he came back. I think the other players had nine million, nine million, seven million, and Tony was sitting at 280 thousand. And third ball, last player, and he puts up twenty six million. That <laughs> was the bad. that was the moment of change he where was Tony hooked. Tony knew he was ready for pinball tournaments. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the light. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. you could you could see it switch in a heartbeat. Oh, I, mean, I, I am not a terribly good tournament player, but I've played in some tournaments and I've played in league. I tell you, when you play in a Papa event like the one here, if you care about Whopper points, the rating points for for the IFPA, the and I got the most points I've ever gotten just putting in like three or four entries in the 2015 tournament here at Louisville Arcade Expo. Night. Well, he he's working an angle that I'm not gonna not gonna crawl up just yet, but uh, I'll let Tony be the uh, pinball wizard of the bunch. All right. Well, I, I've got a pinball question for you, but before we get into that, uh, g- give everybody the current rundown of what's going on at Rec Bar in terms of like. Let's talk about the video side a little bit, and then we can jump into what you're all doing on the pinball side. So, okay. do you know off the top of your head how many games you all got on the floor right now, video-wise? Uh, video-wise, I think we're sitting around 40 to 45. Okay. Um, it's it's grown a little bit as we've expanded over, and um, you know we've we've lucked into some of our Grail games with uh, uh, six-player X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Yeah, that one. Uh, we made a little trip to Columbus and picked that up in the past year. I hear the only thing that's terrible about that game is how much it weighs. Oh, it it is a monster. That's for sure. Uh, it was a. I mean, we rent a one-box truck for one game, so it. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> it is, and it is, it is absolutely a monster. I, I mean, you see the 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 monitor, you know, the the overhang in the back of the machine that just doesn't 
look like it's supposed to be there, but it, you know, it's housing those two monitors. Well, and I was, I always wondered. I've seen those games, like few and far between. I can only vividly remember having seen two. One was on a truck that was being loaded in or out of a skating ring, probably 15 years ago. And the other was at uh, Logan Arcade up in Chicago. Yep. And it was in such a way where I couldn't see the back of it. And it's just interesting how they've got the monitors in there so they can have the two monitors look like they're just one contiguous screen from the front. It's yeah, because it, it, there's the one that's mounted up top and the other one's the reflection monitor down yep. low. And it's uh, I didn't know that's how it was whenever we oh, picked yeah. it up. It, it was just sort of we opened the back up and I'm like, oh, that's how that game works. It, it, but moving it, it makes it just this ungangly mess, I'm sure. Oh, it it it, it was a learning curve. Yeah. We, we learned a lot about that game, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's one of its kind. I don't know that we'll ever come across anything similar to it ever. Uh, I, think, I think what amazed me as a kid was I understood, you know, I understand today how easy this is being in IT and developer support. But when I was a kid, just thinking that, like, there was the four player and the six player. One of them had, like, one screen. One of them had two screens. And one of them had four characters. And one of them had six characters. <laughs> it was like, as a kid, I think it was like, wow, it's the same game, but it's different. Oh, that's so cool. How did they do that? Yeah. It, uh, it definitely, you know, we've got it right in our entryway. So as soon as you walk in, you see that artwork on the side, and it just pulls people in. And you see that massive... You know, just buttons and joysticks everywhere, and it uh, it brings back a lot of memories for people. So it's it's definitely been one of our best finds. And they definitely have nice side art on that. So it's like when you walk in, I could see that they're sort of like it's like black and purple or something. Yeah, and it's got a number of the X Men characters in their you know uh, uh, crown and glory comic book style, and so I could see where that would be a big draw walking right in the door for sure. And then this year, I think you all. all uh, you added a Simpsons this year as well. We did. So uh, as far as our multiplayer games, you know, uh, if we went back into the archives and when we first talked, uh, Turtles, Simpsons, and six-player X-Men were all at the top of our list. And, you know, two and a half or, well, under two years later, we've uh, marked them all off. So mm-hmm. they're all all at Rec Bar ready to be played. Well, all you need is Turtles in Time, a Captain America the Avengers, and a Sunset Riders, right? <laughs> well, let's see. We've got the uh, Captain America board. We've got the Sunset Riders board. And Turtles in Time, we know where one is. We don't know if we want to spend the money on it just yet. <laughs> Excellent. Tur- Turtles in Time, just the boards alone are just wildly priced. It, it's, it's amazing what those four-player Konamis have skyrocketed to. But, you know, at the same time, seeing them Seeing them in operation, it makes sense. Like I get it. Like the the uh, the draw is there for them. So, and you all have also got some classics uh, in the mix as well, and all that. I know off the top of my head, I know you, there's a centipede on the floor. There's a space invaders on the floor. There's a Pac-Man on the floor. Uh, there's a Gyrus on the floor. Yeah, be a, is it Gyrus or was it Ninja Gaiden or is something? It, is it Gyrus or Gyrus? Which one is it? Or Shinobi. Uh, Shinobi. That's what it is. Shinobi. I think still on the floor. Yes. I'm uh, speaking from visiting Rec Bar last year. Uh, yeah, I think Bowl. it's still. I'm on the pretty floor. sure Shinobi's still there. Uh, there's like a Raiden DX. Uh, oh, we, love we, that. We got some Neo Geos, so you know we got a little bit of the the classics as well. Um, we try and blend it up as much mm-hmm. as we can to sort of 
appeal to any and all video game players. A couple of modern drivers. I know you've got. Do you guys uh, have any fighters in there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, okay. It's funny because we had literally like every Mortal Kombat known to man. Uh, <laughs> Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Um, some of the, the Neo Geo fighters. Um, it's we we kind of we've tried to group them together now as well. So like we have essentially a driver row uh, with some cruising exotica, a couple hydro thunders linked up. Uh, we had an Arctic Thunder that's going to get worked on here soon and come back on the floor. Um, at the expo, we've got that smashing drive that we listed for sale, and I told Tony I kind of want to pull that yeah, back and keep yeah, it. Yeah, that's a cool game. So uh, that w- that one might be showing up at Rec Bar soon. Um, at this point, we're just trying to refresh the lineup, mm-hmm. keep stuff uh, in and out, and you know, make people have a reason to come back once every couple months, if not, obviously, more frequently. We'd love to see you there every day. Yeah, the cruising games are a lot of fun. I saw that the, that Exotica coming off the truck, so that's yeah. cool. And yeah, that one's definitely Hydro a bla- Thunder's a blast, too. So Especially it's got those speakers right there in the seat right behind you. So And, and then Arctic Thunder on top of that has that uh, that rumble seat that uh, the first time we fired it up, I didn't realize how powerful oh, yes. it was yeah. <laughs> until I'm sitting there in the dining room, which is, you know, a thousand feet away, and I'm just like, what is going on in here? Is there? Are we having like a little minor earthquake? Like what's happening? And they're like, no, 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 Arctic Thunder. You kinda, yeah. I mean, if, you, if someone sits down to play it, and you're standing in there. And you're. It just. It. It's still even to this day. It'll take you for a little bit of a of a surprise because it's like what. Like, like you said, what's what's going on? What's it, it's a it's a surprise in different ways for people. That's for sure. So speaking of a surprise, I know this has kind of already been put out to a certain degree on your all's Facebook page. But for listeners of the show, for people that will be maybe coming through Louisville, what is the next? What's the next thing? What's the genesis of Rec Bar? What's about to happen? So we've been very fortunate with the building we were giving that we could expand over. Um, most places you you lease it out and you're stuck with the square footage you get. Um, our landlord has uh, basically opened up you know different segments of the building to us. Um, we've had about a 2,000 square foot storage space that we've been using essentially to fix games, uh, store them over there when they're not working. And initially, the plan was that that was going to be a private event space. Um, we wanted somewhere. Oh, that's we, no fun. Well, no. you know, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, Why private events when more game? Exactly. So looking at it, it was going to cost a lot of money to convert it. Uh, but we still needed more space as far as to accommodate those bigger groups and stuff. And kind of had an epiphany standing there looking at the room when it was just games everywhere and a mess. Because it was originally going to be like a workshop and then close by storage yeah. so that things could rotate in and off the floor and the like. And you're almost next door because it's literally the same yeah, building. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you wheel it out the back and then the garage door and it's there. And it's so, there, yep. Uh, that was phase one. Phase two was the private event space. And then phase three was, why don't we turn this into our pinball room? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a wide open warehouse space. It didn't need to be dolled up at all. You know, we laid um, all new concrete to level it out. We painted the walls. We're going to have some murals going up and uh, getting all the electric installed to where now we can put up to 64 pinball machines. Oh, wow. I thought it was 50. I thought that was amazing, like 54. Initially, it was around 50 to 54, and then our landlord was gracious and moved some of his stuff. So now we've uh, amped it up to 60-plus. Oh, sweet. And then let's let's make sure to to highlight what you just said there a second ago. 
you all actually had a crew come in and pour additional concrete to level the floor for that much better of a playing experience. Solid concrete level floor. Yeah, it was, um, you know, we've got a great pinball room now, but it's a it's a raised subfloor with uh, some tongue and groove laminate on top of it. Mm-hmm. And when you've got that many people and that many machines, it, it has a little bit of that wave to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so but one of the things we wanted to do right was to level it completely out. Uh, it was a choppy, choppy space that was used for like painting cars and stuff. Um, very, very rough. So we, uh, you know, we had that crew come in and lay a fresh coat and uh, raise it about three inches, and it's level 100% all the way across. So machine should be playing fantastic. I think you all have already started freshening the room up, like repainting all the walls and the ceiling and all that kind of fun stuff. And yep. do you have a projection as to when you're going to have it built out and finished? This, the goal is to have it as our sort of two-year anniversary present to ourselves and to That's our, a heck of a guests. present. Yeah. Now, I've known you all roughly that amount of time. I, I expect a gift. Well, you know, we'll <laughs> see what we can do. Uh, if this pinball room gets open and, and running, then maybe you'll have a nice little two-year anniversary present. <laughs> oh. I think the best present you can give Brent is more machines to fix. Well, you know, we like to keep them busy, and I think this will definitely do that. Well, you know, I, I've said it on the show quite a bit that, you know, I, I've been in and helping you guys out where I can, and it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of cool. You know, I, I get my hands on some different machines that I haven't seen, and it helps out some local people. And, uh, you know, even uh, other folks I've seen at the show, they volunteered and said, hey, let's just come in, let's just support pinball, let's support the arcade and the community. It, it, I, I've talked to other folks in your position, and what what they have a hard time dealing with is finding a handful of people that, or any people, that know how to work on stuff. Because even a lot of collectors, they kind of really don't. And uh, it's not uh, like something that people have gone and a skill they've taught to the next generation. Th- yeah, you, finding somebody that can wield a soldering iron anymore without burning themselves is difficult. Yeah, because I don't know how to do that. And, That's and, for sure. And I tell you, the, the, what I was, where I was going with that was, is I know you had crews. We've all gotten together, a bunch of us, and just said, okay, we're going to volunteer some time. We're going to come in here. We're going to help you all out, hang out for an afternoon. And it just because it helps the hobby. Well, yeah. and it's, you know, we've been super fortunate to have people like you and, you know, Jeremy and Matt and Corey and all these guys that uh, organize the expo. Um, our whole vision was to bring games back and and get it out there for a new generation and really create an opportunity to to further the hobby. And we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are now without, you know, the knowledge and expertise of people that have a passion for fixing the games and appreciate them. And uh, it's it's something now where, you know, under your guidance, we've got a couple of uh, high school graduates that are now in, like, speed school at L, and uh, they're learning a lot of stuff and they get excited to come in and you know we pay them to help fix our games and it's you know we can create this next wave of techs and and uh, support for the machines, I think it'll just keep the the hobby growing. Gets a little money in the in the up the younger generation's pocket and they get a little work experience and I mean it it's I think it's awesome all the way around. You know, yeah. you were talking about the a new generation if ever I'm in there hanging out, because uh, I'm in there hanging out quite a bit, that never fails. This always happens. And I've noticed it happen most often with Mario Brothers. 
And I think it's because of the draw, the demographic, the group that's a little younger than me, probably closer to your age, Corey, because I'm, I'm definitely the old man here at the table. <laughs> and the Mario uh, that got the Mario Brothers draws them in. It's a theme they're very familiar with, like mm-hmm. from NES and then uh, all the Nintendo. Look, I'm dating myself there, NES. Who are you pointing at? Uh-oh. Who are we pointing at? Say it. That, that's our potential next guest. Okay. Who is that? That, that is Mr. Steve Bowden. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we, we'll I'll say this, then we'll rotate out. To, if he's willing to hang out. So they they're, they want to play, but on pinball, they don't know where the start button is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So you you the, just hit the nail on the head the, there. The, Drop the coin in and, and tell the text, hey, man, this game's not working. Yeah. It's like you got to hit that little, Did you hit little the, flashing button right oh there. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've played pinball machines before. I've never seen that. Yeah. All right. I think they're kind of used to the redemption stuff where you drop the coin and then away it goes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, hey, Corey, give everybody the address and all that kind of fun stuff and then any other information you want to pass along. And yeah, then we're, we're going to uh, rotate you out. We're at Get one, off my show. Hey, hey, hey. Now, you know you'll have me back. We're at uh, 10301 Taylorsville Road. Um, we're just, you know, a couple miles away from the expo here. Uh, you can find us at RecBar502 on all the social media. Um, Facebook's the best place to follow anything that we got going on events-wise or new game releases, uh, pint nights or bourbon nights. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we look forward to seeing everybody out there, and hopefully uh, everybody can make it out for our new pinball room release at our two-year anniversary in mid-April. Okay. Let, me, let me tell you, Corey, Sharon and I always really enjoy hearing local businesses be successful. And so when we listened to the, the most recent Broken Token podcast and heard you guys were expanding, we were really, really happy for you guys. So from New Hampshire from New Hampshire to Rec Bar with love. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate it. You know, we do it for you guys. Like, we have fun playing the games, but it's just as fun to see everybody coming and enjoy them as well. Sweet. All right, Corey. Excellent. Thank All you, buddy. See you around. And we're going to rotate you out. So, uh, tell you what, Sean, why don't you introduce our next guest here? Sure. So, uh, I've had the uh, express uh, joy to meet an excellent pinball player. Uh, I actually went to a number of tournaments, and I had a little bit of that, like, uh, fan nervousness where I've been like, man, that's that's this really uh, highly ranked pinball player. And I was probably four or five shows uh, before I had uh, the courage to speak with him. My wife was like, just say hello to him already. And so at Southern Fried Game Room Expo, I was waiting behind him in line to play Dialed In. And I was like, hi, Steve Bowden. I'd just like to say hi and introduce myself <laughs> Steve, to you. Steve, <laughs> Steve, oh, hello, everybody. Steve's hello, Bowden. everyone. Steve's like, me? Really? You're like, me? Really? <laughs> so, well, so well, glad to finally uh, be on the show, guys, really. <laughs> well, thank you. And that's especially so, so, Steve, what ended up happening tonight is you, you just shook the hands of uh, uh, Brent Griffith, the, the co-host, uh, and... The other host, Whitney Roberts, was unavailable this evening. He'll be live streaming tomorrow night. So they graciously asked asked me visiting from New Hampshire to co-host tonight. And I was like, well, I mean... I know a guy. It can't hurt to ask him. And I, he's been on. I am I mean, right in there. You know, he's I'm in, in there. the next room. And yeah. I think the only man that's been on more podcasts involving pinball than Steve Bowden is Josh Sharp. Right. So I mean, it's a battle. So, so here, here's I a think, here's a one up you have hey, on, we on haven't Josh. Had, uh, the Sharps have not been on Broken Token. So nice. Steve, nice. You know, breaking new ground. See, that's absolutely. what we got to do. Absolutely, <laughs> breaking new ground for the pinball community. See, we've been battling back and forth. I think uh, subconsciously, you know, ever since ever since that, you know, we we, we used to do Nate show the wide world of pinball oh yeah yes. and because of certain time and distance constraints we can't sort of really work together how to get uh you know because he's in amsterdam oh yeah and, yeah and so, so you know yeah. i haven't I, I i freely admit doing a show makes it difficult to keep up with the other shows i knew that nate i thought nate was back and it was called 
Coast to Coast is back. Okay. I mean, but when he can do it. Yeah. You know, right. But yeah, but he had Wild World of Pinball. Wide World of Pinball, he tried to say. And so we got up to five episodes before he moved to Amsterdam permanently. So oh, now he's over there. Okay. So now I become the man in the middle as far as <laughs> scheduling. Like it was before it was fine for me because I would be the late guy and then I would take a five hour energy and I would just roll with it. And it'll be fine. <laughs> I do mine it'll be at like nine thirty, ten o'clock, boom, get done at eleven, eleven thirty and just ride the wave and then crash after. You know, but now with him being over there it's kind of a it's good. so it's was weird. it just was it just the two of you all that did it? No, it was three yeah, it was Nate, it was Nate, Josh and myself. Oh yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so it was the three of us doing and we would, you know, focus on the tournaments that were happening because you know no one wants to talk about tournament pinball, so <laughs> except everyone. Except, so, yeah, no, it's the most hated, uh, often talked about topic that I can imagine. Right, exactly. exactly. I don't even, yeah. I don't even understand. So why. I had to make sure there was some of it on the Broken Talking Podcast. Right. So, so, so then at that point, you know, once he moved over to Amsterdam, I become the man in the middle. So it's like I, I don't know if it's going to be on me to you know pick it up, but. <laughs> What sort of happened is that Josh and myself just started doing podcasts with others who are uh, start, just started doing podcasts with others who ask us to be on. So it just turned into, you know, lots well, of people asking us on and me not having to do any editing, which is great. Because oh, I'm like, because every time I think about, okay, maybe I might, might, might want to do a show. Then you think of the editing. Then it's like, oh, yes. a, a, I think of the editing. B, I think, wait a minute, then that means I have to be the one that's entertaining for a solid half hour at least. Yep. No. <laughs> okay. When, when no, we, no, do, no. we do the show, it's a monthly show. Right. One of the things that, that is kind of the joke uh, in the community for this show is, is it's a very long format. Like a three-hour right. three show is like short for us. It's a full review. I mean, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. It's a full review everything that you, <laughs> you need to know. Absolutely. So. Extensive it, tech segment. Ext- right. Yes. And, and and it's you're right. It's uh, it's. Podcasting is like pinball. I mean, it's kind of hard to a certain degree. If you want to make it hard, you've exactly. got to you've got to you've got to make it entertaining. Exactly, if you, want you have to, especially if you're going to do one that's long form like that. It has yeah. to be you know the, the sacred format. You know, you have yeah, to get your absolutely. format in. You know, because uh, it, I, I've seen you know you, if you uh, is it possible to do like a live stream sort of free form format for three hours? I don't know if you can hold that with with uh, maybe we'll hold it out for two about yeah, it, right we, tonight. Right, we're doing it tonight and tomorrow night. Okay. So we'll do it so about two happening. hours. Right. and it is a it okay. It's touch and go, Steve. Right, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. We're really, really it's trying. like okay. There's but, a guy with a blue hat. Yay! Right. We're finding content. You know, it's it's. But look you at where we are. It. We've got we've got content just all around. Yeah. Us. So oh, yeah, that's absolutely. different. We're exactly. we're live at Louisville, so it's. it's it's crazy. So, how's the tournament going? The tournament is active. It's live. We're over. It's Friday night, and you, we can you can tell that Saturday is going to be ridiculous as far as the traffic. So, yeah, we're we're already we're already over there putting in our pump and dump entries. The games are biting back at us. I know what mistakes I'm making, and I'm trying to fix them when I'm playing <laughs> games. I have the most important question for you, Steve. Here we go. I I looked at the tournament lineup, and uh, I like your opinion on the fact that Surf and Safari, but to a more extent. Shack attack, Shack attack. And oh, no, come on, come on, man! Don't diss Shack attack. <laughs> except everybody's gonna diss it. <laughs> but, but okay, Shack, Shack attack in the tournament. Yes, the points are there. You can really sneak some serious points if you follow. If you find the hidden features, that's all I did. I got right now. I'm number one as of a half hour ago with 600 million. And that's because I found enough features to get $100 million per ball in bonus. So did you all find right. that playing it here, or had you played it enough or studied it or been... 
uh, my my first um, tutorial on it in competition was really at P- um, Pittsburgh Pinball Open. Okay. okay. A couple months ago. I mean, I've been playing. I've been playing it up to that point, but not really concentrating on it. It's more playing it for fun, I guess, more casually. But then once it was in the tournament, I'm like, okay, I gotta see. You know, I guess I didn't really. I knew about the hidden features because they they come up as you're playing. But then once you're in the tournament, you get to see other people who know how to play, like Alexander Kazmarczyk from Pittsburgh is a master on that game. He, 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 If he steps up to that game, he knows he's going to get $300 million guaranteed. Okay, so I just watched him do it, and I said, oh, all right, now I see what I need to do. And then it became, can I just do it all on one game? See, and this is, this is, why, else's I'm, moves. This is why I'm terrible at, at pins or any videos, because I can't study like that. I, I am literally, look, something shiny. Right. And then, oh, what happened? <laughs> that's the distractions. No, no. See, that's why that's why they have so all those is, lights that are flashing in other areas and distract. No, no, oh, no. The see, points are over here. The I, points I, are over here. I, I am not, a, I didn't really grow up with sports, Steve, like football and baseball, and I, I'm just, that never really was in my family. Mm-hmm, and I went mm-hmm. to a college game once here. I went to a UofL game, right. and I was like, what's going on? Then everyone, yeah. And I'm I was like, like, what just happened? Where's oh, the ball? they scored the, yeah. where's, I, I literally didn't know where the ball was. They scored the wrong you know? point. Yeah, and, yes. and that's, that's, that's kind of what happens to me in pinball, Steve. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Oh, I drained. Dang it. Okay, and that's and, and this followed by put in another duck. Oh, what just happened? Did we lose the microphone duck? Hold on. Hold on. Let me see what I... Hold on. Go ahead. Okay. Carry us. Yep. Brent's going to go check the mic. I think we might have had a disconnect on the microphone. I apologize for that. We're back. We're back. All right. All right we're and we're back. back. All right, I was just about to say that's followed by put in another dollar, <laughs> which, makes, <laughs> which, which makes the operators very happy. Please insert one Please dollar insert now. Please insert another dollar, right? Yeah, exactly. If you have certain games that will uh, distract you with certain lights over here, but you really want to concentrate with the points over here, mm-hmm. right? Because you've learned that from previous games or whatever. So you have to bring now, that, that I've heard this. I've heard this talked about from some term- tournament players where they'll they'll end up losing a game or not doing as well as they felt that they could because they're a shot away from something accidentally. And that, that's not what they were in their mind building toward. And then they shift strategy. And when you ditch strategy, that ends up... Now, is that a real thing? Guilty. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll be working towards something. And then I'll figure out, I'll, I'll catch the ball, stop it, and then do a little status support check. And all of a sudden, it'll pop up. You're only one shot away from this. Oh, and then I'll switch over to that because it's only, like, say, one or two shots away. And then because I haven't got used to that shot yet, I'll break it and then won't recover from it. Right, exactly. But, yeah, but if I do recover from it, you know, then it's fine. But, I mean, it just, it just happens to be, you know maybe concentrating splitting your strategy is the worst i mean you know what happens if you get if you if you find sometimes i find a place in the rule set where i know i'm making a mistake because i mean i have a split path of where i could take door number one and go this way which i was doing but now door number two is sort of open this path here should i try <laughs> this and then there's that doubt that creeps into your mind and so what, what ends up is you have two doors and you make a shot and you hit the post in between the two doors and you die <laughs> Okay, like, so you just dang have, it. That, I didn't that, hit either of it. That is an awesome analogy. All right, so you, so you go from trying to hit one or the other to nothing, I and then you're the out. Post you between the, you two the post doors. between the two doors. Yep. Right, and so I was like, no, you just go for one of them and then move on to the other one. And so sometimes I'm you just that. got that like one shot really dialed in, right. and then if you go to change 
Right. You forget it. You, and then you try to go back to that other strategy, and now you've lost and that it's gone. dialing. Right. It's gone. Because now you've, you had that muscle memory of where the shot was. Right. It's almost like you didn't even need to look at it. Right. But now all of a sudden you changed. And now you go back. It's like, oh, no, I just lost it off the flipper. Where I knew where it was. I just I just shot it 30 seconds ago. Not like this. Right. Not like this. <laughs> so <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. Because, you, you know, you seem very calm, very cool, collected. You seem like you're having a good time. But you were number one a half hour ago or, or you're used to this, though. I would probably be a I mean, nervous. Now I, mean, I man, am. I mean, the man, at yeah. least right now, because I had to check, because, you know. Oh, uh -oh, wait a minute. You, you're, so we're going to get number, a live update. He's number 17 in the world. Uh -huh. Nice. Okay. That means, oh, I, I, that means I jumped up three on the flight over, because I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> I was 17 last week. Then I went down to 20, and then I'm back up to 17. Because it's literally, uh, there's a level around 15 to 20, which is separated by a few points. Mm -hmm. Then there's a little and dip. It swaps a little bit. Right. Then there's a one tournament worth of a dip for the next level there. Gotcha. Okay. In, in fact, just because we were kind of mentioning Josh Sharp earlier, you are one position in front of Mr. Josh Sharp okay. as we okay. speak. That's kind of where that's where I was last week, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so it gets a little volatile around that area. Once you pass, you know, fourteen, then there's another jump again. There's like a major worth of points. You know, you'd have to basically either win a major or maybe an event like this where everybody comes to, mm -hmm. which really raises the value of the tournament. Because um, you'll see, you look in that room, you're going to see a lot of top 25s in there. A lot of top 100 players are in there right now. And that's going to really raise the value of this tournament. Is what's going to make is what going to keep this being a major in the in the circuit now, event. Now, not this, not that this isn't a great tournament, but do you think the fact that this is a circuit event is really what brings out the the big absolutely people? because it brings out the whopper chasers and it brings out the circuit event chasers. Yeah, that's that's what it's going to do. I mean, and and, and because it's based on whopper points, it's going to keep it as a circuit event next year. Because how many circuit events have there been so far in 2018? Oh, uh, not many because we just started. I think it's a three or four. Okay, right because of, because the championship for last year is actually coming up this month okay so that's coming up march uh 20 whatever the march march 23rd to 26th i think okay. something like that and so that's a used to be the, the papa world circuit, right but now, uh, now it's, it's been Stern. sponsored by stern Monster. have you seen any changes or it's just basically the same thing but well, now it's got some wonderful sponsorship. we got some more sponsors in there that's what we got to do we got to find a way in to get uh get more sponsors so that we're not Paying for the tournament with our own money, you know, yeah, or something yeah, like that. So we're not that. paying each other. You know, we can maybe we have an entry fee, but maybe we're getting some boost from other people's money, mm -hmm. so that that can pay us. So that That's you know, does that we can take flights over and hope to not just break even, which is what I try to do. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked a little bit about with some other folks around here. A lot of it is. You do this for the love of it. Absolutely. You do it for That's the camaraderie right. to That's get it. out, talk to people. That's right. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, unless you're. I mean, what stern? Right. I mean, there's. It's not really. Uh, there's and there's a handful of people that have been able to to parlay some video stuff and some uh, definitely pin stuff into a living. Right. Right. But right now, I mean, I think it's still on the rise. I mean, what's your opinion on that? Everyone keeps talking about the bubble. Everyone keeps talking about all the games that are selling, all the all the new manufacturers, all the gear that Stern can put out, and that they're selling. Yeah, the, yeah. What is it? That bubble. It's a little weird. It's still going. It's, it's still, still going, going. But where's the new money coming from? I don't know. It seems like the bubble is growing, but I'm not sure if there are going to be enough people willing to spend that nine thousand dollars on that Houdini or whatever. I don't think that's that one's seven thousand, so it's not as bad. But is there enough money in the pinball market? Yeah, and I don't know. You got to get new people. Three stern, yeah. three stern machines a year to 
Jersey Jack hopefully trying to get up to one game a year. Right. But Jersey plus Jack's spooky, one game is like a heavy-duty game. Yeah. That's it's like that money's got to get spread around now. Yeah. It used to just be across those three Stern titles, and that was it. Right. Right. And you, and you just took what Stern gave, like back in the day when Stern was coming out with, I would say, subpar games. You know? <laughs> I mean, you would, we would admit that well, yeah, because they didn't that, have to do anything else. Had. Yeah. yeah that's, right. They didn't really it. do anything else. When you're the only shop in town. Right. And then Jersey Jack came out and said, bam, we're gonna, I'm going to give you basically a refrigerator. <laughs> with yeah. all this stuff in it mm-hmm. called the Wizard of Oz <laughs> with this huge screen and oh now we have an LCD screen oh no what are we going to do Stern bam LCD Competi- screen a competition right? pushes innovation exactly so, and then so he- what do you do to get more money how do you get the tournament that's being I'm sure they're streaming right all the well there's gonna, they're going to be streaming uh, to, I bet well, tomorrow is going to be when they're, they're probably going to stream crunch time tomorrow okay and then the first round is going to be tomorrow so the first round is going to be tomorrow night okay, so all the finals will be streamed all, all the I, yeah all the finals are going to be streamed they always do that but they may stream the first round tomorrow night and they may stream and, and I'm I'm less confident that they may stream the last hour because that's usually the crunch time where people are trying to get in, mm-hmm. you know, in the, to try to those, those last folks entries. that are uh, maybe on the bubble, on that bubble of getting into the finals. Right, because there's the top 24 bubble and then there's the top 8 bubble, right? Because you want that top 8 because that gives you yeah, a buy, and it also means you don't play it on Saturday night. I am so out of touch with all of this. Okay. And, you know, and it's honestly, so see, important. Well, I, and I've heard of Whopper points, right. and I know there's – and I, I've never been a com- – I, I, there's there's certain things in life that I'm fairly decent at, but if you put me in a competitive situation, I I, I can't keep my cool, and I just I'll brick a shot. I, my grandfather tried mm-hmm. to teach me to play golf, and once once one went, <laughs> uh oh, Phoebe Smith is back. <laughs> he doesn't even have to look behind him, and he knows Phoebe's who it is. Back. And, and I just I, so I've stayed away from it, in okay. all honesty. So you're talking, I understand buys and all that kind of right. fun stuff, but like. Give me the quick rundown. How does the Whopper points play into all this? If it's someone that has just let's just pretend I know nothing about this. All right. Wow. Okay. Let's pretend <laughs> I know nothing about it and yeah, tell me all about all it right, right now. Right on now. Your you don't podcast. really have to pretend. Hey, we're all right. Long for, well, we're long for Hello. Next okay. Well, that, that makes me feel better, so I don't have to rush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, hello, new player. Welcome to your first pinball hello. tournament hello. <laughs> at, at the glorious Louisville. So you pick. How so you pick the great venue. To, where's to, the start button? All oh, right. Right. Where's the start button? Well, you're gonna go These over and you're gonna register. These buttons on the side yeah. are for flippers. Like, before you do any of that, you're gonna go register with the nice ladies and gentlemen at the desk, and then give you your player number, and they're gonna give you the link online where you can do all this automatically, which mm-hmm. is great because there's a big there's, there's a system that's in place that you can actually not only put yourself in line on mm-hmm. the on the app. There's an app for that, and the app also allows you to pay for more entries. <laughs> I'll let you go a little further on that, but I want to ask you about queuing when we maybe come back. And we can get to okay, that, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so, after, so after you pay, because that's actually part of what I was going to get into, after you after you pay for entries, and at the, it's seven entries for $20, I think it's like three for 10, seven for 20, mm-hmm. and an entry is a game. So you play one game, that's, that's one entry, that's one ticket. Okay. Okay. So once you have your entries in, you, you can either go up to a scorekeeper or you can use the app to put yourself in a line on any of the games. Right, and so when it's your turn to come up, you go up and play your game, and then so the app will tell you your turn's coming yep, up. You're three people you. away. It okay. will say you, where well, that, you are. That's, that's really cool because I remember in prior in prior years. I want to show it to you. Cause, okay, because you'll you only see the app if you're registered in the tournament. But oh. I'll show you. I'll, I can show you. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I know cool the, the one time I played in this tournament, in 2015. Yeah, right. it's just you kind of 
stand in line, and if there's or not. five like, people or in not. line or 12 like, people in line, you're stuck in right. line. Like, and so it's the virtual queuing. It sounded really perfect. interesting, but I was a little curious how it works. That's perfect because you can you can queue yourself, and you know that not only does it show you how many people you're you're behind, it also gives an estimation of time because it shows like how much time each game has been taking. Mm-hmm. Four minutes, oh, five nice. minutes, six minutes. So if you're third in line, you know you have about 10 to 12 minutes. So you can queue yourself, go to the bathroom, get a drink, go play a quick game in, in the show, like go see the show, good. look at the go, app. Go oh, I'm next. A guest really on a cool. podcast. Right. Oh, I'm next now, right? Okay, re- run back. I remember in prior years that you know, would, you'd have all the games lined up and then in front of the games, when I first saw it, I was like, right. what are all those chairs for? Right. And it was just rows of chairs. Right. And that's basically, you sit in a chair you, and then you, and then you, you sit there and wait. Hop the chair yep. down. Hop the chair and down. And so that, the scorekeepers have that. to monitor that or something? So if for some reason, like, you're not there, then they can... Excellent, right? Yeah, excellent question. The scorekeeper will, will announce your name and they will say, you know, give you 10 seconds to get there. They'll, they'll, and if you're not there, they will skip you or, or move you down one. And then they'll try again. If you're not there the second time, they'll kick you off the, the queue. Okay, okay that, makes, that sense. makes sense. So it keeps yeah. it going. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? So, so that, it keeps that part going. So, again, so once you're on the machine, you play your game, whatever happens, happens. You, you score, raise your hand, call the scorekeeper over. Scorekeeper puts your score in there, says, is this your score? You look and verify. Your score is entered, and then within seconds, it shows what, how many points, how many ranking points you have, mm-hmm. and also on, on your profile. Because when you log in, you have a profile with a password and everything. So it shows how many entries you have left, how, how, you know, what your score is in comparison with everyone else on that game, on all the other games, and in total in the tournament. Okay, gotcha. so, really cool. so what happens is, out of the, I think there are 10 games in there now. I think so. All right. So each game is is ranked. No, the first player gets 100 points. Second player for second ranked player gets 90 points. Third, 85, and then 84 on down to zero. Okay. So and you you count the best five. So the theoretical max is 500 points. If you have five number one scores, you have five times 100. Done. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So then, so everybody's playing to try and better their scores because you only count your best score. Okay. okay, so if I play, I so get... So that's the dump part. Right, the that's pump the dump, dump part. Exactly. Right, right. right. because, because you're, everybody's trying to get their entries in, and you're, it's really going to pick up late at night. And what happens is more scores get put in in the beginning because there are new players putting in scores. But later it starts, people know what their score is. They know they didn't beat it, so they just walk away, go right up to the next one. So, so the line starts moving a little bit faster mm-hmm. because less scores go in because less people are beating their scores. They're, they're realizing they're on a path right. to not beat the right. prior they're, score. Oh, they already know they had, they're not even close, and they just say, forget it, let me get to the next game. And there's actually going to be a lot more strategy, too, right? Because you know what games you've got scores on. You can look at how many people are in the queue. That's right. Do, do I spend, you know, five minutes trying to get exactly. a score up on this game that maybe uh, I don't need to get the score as high or is going to be harder to get the score high, but it's going to be... Uh, 20 minutes to get on the other game where I could really use the score. Do I want to spend that 20 minutes waiting? That's perfect. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's, it's that hidden skill of pinball tournament players is time management. You have to be able to manage your time on, on how many games you think you're going to be able to get left and also balance that with, you know, normal things like, you know, eating, <laughs> See, maybe seeing the rest of the show, having fun, talking, commiserating with friends, well, the, the app, coming back. The app thing is awesome. Is that new for this year or is it relatively recent? Which part? The app. Oh, oh the it, app is relatively recent, but okay. it, it's not new because it, okay. was, it was used uh, in Pittsburgh Pinball Open. Uh, there are other like there's there's an app called Never Drains by Carl D'Angelo. Yep, right? heard of that, one. that one is huge. It's the same sort of concept as this, but just a different format. But the same sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Like it does the same sort of thing. 
And that makes it so convenient to where, okay, yes, I know I'm sixth in line for ACDC, right? But I know the game, the app is telling me that I can have about five minutes each game. So that means I probably have a half an hour before I play this game. So I'm going to go out and do whatever I can for half an hour and then come back and then I'm ready to play. So, so I'm never really waiting in front of the game if I don't want to. So what is Steve in line for right now? I am in line for nothing because I'm here. Okay, okay. Because right, I, because I don't want to queue and then miss and then make it look like, you know, there's more people in line than right. <laughs> oh, there I got are. You. Well, you I know? appreciate it. Like, we appreciate that. Yeah, Thank so you. So I'm not in line for anything right now. Steve so. Bowden has good tournament etiquette. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So uh, so where were we in the tutorial? Okay, okay so, we had so you're, you're trying to get the high score on on your on, game. So right. you're deciding, what, okay, you're playing the strategy and if you're trying to advance your games. Right. Okay, so now, again, your best five games count out of ten. So you don't have to play all the games you don't want to, but it's advisable that you do so that you learn them all in case you should happen to make the final. And that and, game's Right, cause, because then all those games will be available for people to pick. Gotcha. Which right. is another concept is you want to finish as high as possible. Why? Of course, the buy. Fine. But game choice. The higher seed gets the choice of the game when for the final. See, now I've heard yeah, that, and I always thought that was... And especially and, since every game plays a little different. Right. If you haven't played on that game and someone else picks it and you're stuck on you're it, you're done, right. You don't know where those shots are. You may know every rule in the game, but it's going to play just a little bit different. Exactly. You know, every Adams family is going to play just yep. slightly different than every other I, Adams I've heard family. like on Adams, and, and I have picked a little bit up about the tournament stuff, Steve, mm -hmm. over time from other shows. And I know like Adams, one of the first things that a person will do is they'll short plunge it to see where the swamp goes. Exactly. You've got questions to answer. Like, on, you know, there on, are questions to answer like Adams family. What are your questions you got to answer how's the kick out on the swamp does it bounce over from the right flipper to the left flipper can i live catch it on the right flipper mm -hmm. the chair connect does it bounce from the left flipper to the right flipper on the chair right how tight also is, uh, how tight are those bumpers to get I, into the, the the mansion shot exactly yeah. Yeah. are there are there thicker rubbers around the chair is there a cliffy protector around uh, on the chair um when you shoot the when you shoot the thing ramp and it comes down the left side for the mini flipper, yep. can I hold the mini flipper up and not take the shot and have it bounce toward the left flipper yep. instead of taking Roll a dangerous cross field shot yep. that's worth a, a good amount of points, but you risk life and death taking that shot. So all those questions you want to get answered during the preliminary. So you want to play all the games. It's advisable, yeah. It's advisable. Play, play all the games so that you know. Because even even though you know the game, like I know World Poker Tour in there, but playing World Poker Tour with no side rubbers. No, right? It's totally different. <laughs> with no side rubbers and the ace in the hole top part, uh, the, the flippers are parallel like this. Like, you know how normally they'd be, be sort of angled so you can catch them? Yep. They are parallel to each other. Gotcha. So it's really hard to really catch and control the ball up there. So you've got to get used to how that makes it different and it makes the scores drop because it less ace in the holes happen, less multi-balls, etc. Mm -hmm. So you want to get used to as many of the games as possible so in case you don't have the choice, you still know how to play the game. You, you know how you, you know how to play the game, but you got you got to know what to do because that's gotcha. different. How to play and what to do are totally different things. And tournament directors are making some of those changes. I mean, yes. not only because of the skill of the players, there probably is a time management right. for the running of the tournament. Exactly, because right? you don't want a game that's holding everyone up. Like, for example, World Poker Tour can be one of those games. Like everyone, now half people in that room destroy World Poker Tour on default settings. Right. If you let them, so yeah, to speak. yeah. If you let them, yeah, do if that. You let them. But again, all you got to do is take the side rubbers out, mess with the upper flippers a little bit, maybe give the pitch a little bit higher, make it a little steeper, mm -hmm. and it makes it, you know, start running through people. All of a sudden, people who who can get a hundred million, all of a sudden they're getting twenty or fifteen, <laughs> and like, oh, because you know, they're trying to figure out what's going on. But then what will happen is, 
Lord, around Saturday afternoon, everyone will start getting used to it, and then the scores will start going up a little bit. And then especially in the playoffs, then the scores will kind of return to normal, right? Because everyone's gotten used to how hard it is. And so now they've gotten used to that and then they're able to bring their old strategies back in. And now all of a sudden you're seeing the scores jump back up. So, so, so play does tend to improve during the finals, not only because, quote, the better players are in it or the players that made it, but it's just people are getting used to it yeah. now. And so you, everybody's getting to know the bounces, at least the bounces in the, how the ball is flowing for the next three or four hours until it changes again because that's pinball. Gotcha. Because pinball being such a physical activity, a physical sport, I'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that could be another yeah. four-hour conversation <laughs> on that word. Sports, <laughs> right? Um, everything changes. You know, uh, 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 within 15 or 20 minutes, within an hour, a bounce could go the, the wrong way or go a different way than you thought. So you got to be ready for it. The game's got some wear on it. The rubbers have changed a little bit. You right. might have a little dust, a little heat. Yeah, smooth, exactly. So. Right. Flippers get a little weaker, you know, mm-hmm. just a little bit throughout the day or something like that. So, yeah. So, But you want to get used to that as much as possible. So if it gets picked on you, you're ready for it. But again, you want the choice. You want to be the number one seed so you can choose where to go. See, and that's where I, you, you come back to that. And that's one of the things that I've picked that up, too, on other shows talking about tournaments. And I always thought that was kind of interesting that, I mean, let's just admit it. Life's not fair. Okay. Right. But I would have thought to maybe balance it a little bit more, make it a little bit more interesting, that the the the, the second player, whoever wasn't higher seed, right. the lower seed would have got to, to choose the game to kind of, air quotes, make it a little bit more of a level playing field to keep, well, keep the, the running a little Well, the top player closer. can do that. If the top player defers choice and chooses to go last, then the second player chooses would the get, game. Would get it. Okay. Yeah, because there was a certain advantage yeah. to going last is, you know, right. at, on ball three, you know what all the other three players' scores are, so you know what you need yeah. to do to walk away the winner exactly. on the tournament Well, game. you know, I, I say that, but the flip side of that is, is if you, Steve Bowden, are the person that has set and practiced and have the skill to be there and right. be the top seed, Hey, you you do deserve the choice. So right, I mean, yeah. I, you could argue it. So so it, it, then yeah. it becomes it becomes a debate. What is more valuable, the choice of the game or the position? Gotcha. All right. So then so that's an argument that you have to have in yourself with the power of the higher seed. Do you want to choose the game knowing that you're gonna that you can avoid other games if you want to? Like if there's a game that you hate on there, even though you did relatively well on it, but you think you're inconsistent. Mm-hmm. It, choose the other games because you're going to choose three of them right so you can avoid other games if you want to mm-hmm. and so take that power away from the other players or if you're used to all the games and you just don't matter it doesn't you don't care what you play you can go last in every game gotcha and yeah. take the ultimate advantage i know every game and i'm gonna go last so I'm- and i mean there's all kinds of strategies you can be paying attention to how you know your opponent's been playing and you know that he's been right. doing really hard on a certain game he's not been doing great and so you can go to that game knowing you've even just only done decent. Maybe you're not blowing it up, but you know your opponent has been doing terrible on it all weekend. Right, exactly. It's, that's it's picking against your opponent. As, as long as your opponent's a little worse than you. Right. That's all, you right. Go. all you is have to be a little worse. You don't it, have to blow it up. You just have to be a little bit better than the other person. Is, it, it. is that like the old how do you survive a bear attack? You run faster than your buddy? That's exactly that right. Got? Or as they play, if <laughs> you play Dungeons and Dragons, you know, usually have a party of, of mixed uh, uh, fantasy races. And you say, <laughs> you know, when you're fighting a dragon, uh, when you're running away from a dragon, you don't have to be the fastest. You just have to be faster sure, than the dwarf. Right. And, and that's definitely <laughs> faster so, than the dwarf. That's <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that takes me back. Right. And so some games in the finals are going to be just like that. Eventually, you're, you're going to have all, you're going to see 
four great players put up four stinkers of a game. Just one person is going to stink that just much less, and they win. <laughs> that's okay. awesome. That's, that's all you have to do. But if you got four players just flailing around saying, what the heck is going on in here? If you can just be a little bit better than the other three, that's all you got to do. That is hilarious. Right? So this is qualifying. We're right. talking about qualifying. This is qualifying. And then now, if you're right. in the top eight, you get a right. bye, which does that mean you get The top you eight means you clear the first round. So the round is going to happen on Saturday night at around 9-ish, 9.45. That's the opening round. So that's when seeds 9 through 24 will, will be separated in groups of four, and they will play that first round. Okay. So 9 through 24 play. That's 16 people, right? Two people from each group will advance. To the next round, and which, and at that point, the top eight will come in and join them to make another sixteen, and then they play on. Okay. Okay. So then, at that, so so, but the top eight also, you avoid playing Saturday night, so you have that rest of all through to Sunday morning to start fresh. Leg up on the other competitors. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why it's as important to finish as high as possible. You got the choice, and then now you have the time. You have timing so that that extra rest could really make a difference. So then, at however you finish in a tournament such as this, right. and I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, please, obviously, <laughs> the, the size of the tournament dictates the Whopper points available. Correct, right. Mm-hmm. And, and then your placement dictates how many Whopper points you get. That is correct, right? So we, there's also it's the size of the tournament, so number of players up to a limit. Okay. Right? So I believe the limit is 64, I think. And I so guess there's a max whopper. There's a max. There's a max base. <laughs> there's a, there's max a maximum whopper. base. Yeah, I guess we've thrown around the term whopper, and just in case anybody. Okay, know whopper. This world pinball player ranking. Right. WPPR. Right. That okay. whopper. Right. Okay. All right. So. Hold on. Again. Oh, we're back. We, okay. It's it, that's a dodgy cable. Steve. Okay. I blame Sean. Bad hand. I blame Sean. Bad hand. If there's anyone to blame, okay. it's Sean. Okay. It's, okay. That's okay. All the I'll behave. I'll, I'll behave. <laughs> Hey, see, so, if you haven't noticed my hand, because I talk with my hands too, Steve. Right. And when I get on these <laughs> so mics, so does the other regular host, Whitney. He these mics are different too. than when we're like in studio. So, and if you notice this this conglomeration of what just looks like an egg balanced on an egg balanced on an egg around right. me in terms of wiring and laptops. Lots of spinning plates. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I am literally sitting on my hands. Right. right. Except for right now, right. and I'm going to slowly. Right. Well, like like ten thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah, right? exactly. Put your hands in the straps. <laughs> Don't forget your hands there. Yep. <laughs> right? Give a list. <laughs> right. So flipper. F- flipper. Plunge. Right. <laughs> Things associated Things with pinball. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> no. So now, so we're getting to the the whopper the value of, of a tournament is the number of players, also. I guess, with lack of a better word, the quality and, of players, the worry, ranking the, the of players. The Broken player. Token podcast is known for going off the rails right. all the oh, time. Yeah, that's fine. Good. Absolutely. Good. So it's all good. Absolutely. Good. So you have the number of players. As soon as we're done with this, we're going Dungeons & Dragons. And you, you, also have, you also have the ranking of players. Okay. So the higher ranking you are, the more value you add to the tournament. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So that also affects. So it, can, so it can turn, like, let's just say, this is an example. Let's say you have um, 40 people in a tournament. The quick math of that is that 40 people, you take half of that for, for the base value, so that's 20. As long as the, so you start at 20 whopper points for the winner. Then at that point, you add in the quality of player, I guess the ranking of player that came in. So like upset top, top, like top, ten, top 10s, top 25s, top 50, like they all add value to that that raises the base value of the tournament. Gotcha. And so then at that point, which is why you'll see like 20 pointers turn into say 35 for the winner. Or, or something like that. Then at that point, 
as long as your tournament is is like the word of this is maximized, mm-hmm. there are certain formats that that make sure that it counts a hundred percent. There's some there's certain certain formats that, that count less, like pin golf or pin things golf, like that. Yeah. But you have to play enough meaningful games to get all of the whopper value because okay. you don't want you don't want to have like a, a thirty five point base tournament and all, you play like four games and someone gets you know thirty five points. That doesn't make gotcha. sense. You got to work to get those points. So let's say it's maximized and it's a hundred percent. Okay, so then. That, that at that point, there's also a final value, which is the, which is the decay. So the number of players, more the more players there are, slows the decay of okay. the value. So it, let's the say decay first, being, the decay ahead. being the drop off. So gotcha. like say first getting 35, say one example, first player is getting 35, second player getting 30, versus another tournament where player where the winner would get 35 and the runner up might get 17. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So that de- that decay slows based on the number of people. So the more people there are, you might have like say a tournament like Pinburg, right? You have the winner got like 130, right? And then the second place might get 100. Then it'll be 90, 80, 75, 70. You know, versus another event where the winner might get 50 and the second player might get 23. Let's do a quick. 17. Let's do a quick tangent on that because yeah. I mean I think that that's a really interesting tournament if. Uh, if people get a chance to play, and, and unfortunately for this year, Woo! that's kind of sold out. People Woo! won't be able to play for this year. That was, it was wow. what, 700, 600 and something players? And 700 players. gone in 60 seconds. Yeah, it was like that 45 was like, seconds. It was 45 seconds. Now, that was tickets for people to play? Yes. Yes. Because, and, and because there's unlimited tickets for the event. $120. $120. An entry. 840 people. Done. So what happened was. Jeez. What, ha- what happened was. Um, they use show clicks. I think they use show clicks ticketing system. Okay. So the the forty five seconds was eight hundred and forty tickets were in carts, were in shopping carts in the forty five seconds. Oh wow! So so people like me who were refreshing at eleven fifty nine fifty nine a.m. Eastern time, right? Like me, hit the button, hit F five at eleven fifty nine fifty nine twelve o'clock. It came up. I went click 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 tickets in the cart done. Eight hundred and forty like that. Jeez. Okay. For in folks 45 this, seconds. Pinburg is the largest tournament, and it's held by Papa, the folks that are running the tournament here at Louisville. Papa has a 600 and something pinball machine right, collection. Yeah, like that. They take yeah. them from their storage and co- their storage area every year out to the convention center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and they run this three, four-day tournament with 800-something players, and they also run around it a festival called Replay FX. Let me tell you, I've been trying to convince the Broken Token guys that even if you don't come out and play for Pinburg, that that Replay FX, just the caliber of Papa's collection and the number of machines you'll see just in one room. Plus, it's not just a pinball festival. Replay replay FX, they make an effort to bring out a really nice arcade showing. They've done folks that have heard of the Donkey Kong competitions, the Kong Off. They've done at least one of the years they did a Kong off there. They have bands there. So Replay FX just as its own show that Pinburg is a part of. It's, I, it's in July. I can't imagine really moving that many machines. When I move I one, yeah. I freak out. When I move yeah. one, and it's like, oh, please work. And they move that many. Yeah, and they have some machines that are incredibly rare that right. there's like you know, tens or hundreds of in existence. So there's an interesting kind of related to I Papa was out here one year, and they had a tournament. And then I had a Gottlieb... Um, uh, it's got roller disco. Okay. All right. 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 And I, I had it out here and, and offered it for sale. And actually, the guys from Papa bought it from me. Mm-hmm. I actually and really like that did, game. I like that game, too. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had that Not thing. Bad. 
I had that thing zipping. It was a fun, fast okay. game for a wide body. I mean, mm-hmm. I had it tuned in. And that real kind of the funny thing about it is, is Steve Ridge, who was on the show earlier, he knew that I had that game and where it had gone. And someone he knows in the community that lives in California had played that game at a Papa event to qualify or something. Right. And so here's maybe my classics, maybe classics event. Maybe it was in there. The, the problem, yeah, maybe yeah, it started cool. here and went to Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and then someone from California flew in and played the game, posted on his Facebook page and another guy here in, in town. It was just kind Saw of interesting how the circle made how, it. How much of a small yeah. world pinball can be. It, it is. It's just crazy. It's just it's crazy. I mean, I'm hoping that maybe at some point maybe you can get John Replogo over here and he can he can tell you how he moves those games. You know, oh, how, yeah, that's, how he coordinates with his team. <laughs> yeah, is John because, the guy, kind of a big tall, tall mm-hmm, guy, broad shoulder, mm-hmm. black beard. Okay, I've seen him. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he, I think he can tell you a little bit of the magic of how they move all those games oh, over I'd that convention. And it's not just the pinball games. You got all you got. They have all every console ever. I think is going to be is, is over there. You know, a, a, a random, like, not a ball pit, but, you know, bouncy house is over oh, there. Oh, you got I, the, I, I why didn't you tell we, me that? We've only been one year, and they did. They had this, like, American Gladiators yeah. kind oh, of yeah. thing. Where it's why like, did, yeah. they put why, you why in. Why are you burying the headlines, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you start with right. the bouncy house? we got to start with the bouncy house. You have to start with I, the bouncy I, house. I it's so key. All right. right. Well, when, when Whitney comes back to the show, I'm going to have to just set him up. We're going to have to make a commitment to go. And Pinburg is not the only tournament. There's the Intergalactic event, which is the second largest tournament in the world. Because everybody's there at Pinburg or at Replay FX. So what ends up happening is, I think last year they said it was about 400 people who competed in the Intergalactic event. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the second largest event in the world. So if you're not, if you didn't get into Pinburg, there's stuff to do. And it's, and it's a good area, so it's not like you're going to be bored at all. And it's great. One of the things my wife and I found that we really liked about how they do that the one year we went to Replay is that as uh, the tournament progresses and they start getting toward finals... They start taking. There's a at the beginning of the tournament. There's a ton of games allocated just to the tournament. Right. There's still games for people to play attending replay effects. As the tournament uh, body sh- of players shrinks down and shrinks down, replay takes more and more games out of the tournament and makes them available to the replay right. public. Oh, that's that's cool. what happens. That's it's really like cool. it'll say like it'll say as part of the program. It says a certain time period, tournament games are avail- open to the public, and so then the barriers come off. Because then it's that's when because it's when the I think it's when the initial qualification rounds are over and we go toward finals because we start using the games on the stage. Mm-hmm. There are certain games that are on the stage, there are certain games around the stage, so there's much less games needed, and so uh, hundreds more games open up on that yeah. Saturday. Well, if you're <laughs> if, if you've got in your qualifying round what 600 some odd people, right? You know you're going to have yeah. to have hundreds, hundreds of games, of games. So yep. t- to have it done at a reasonable amount of time. You think 840 people, four four person groups. More than one person, more than one group at each at each series. So there's each each group has four games in it. Mm-hmm. So in order to accommodate that, yeah, you really have to have that many games in order to hopefully do that. And I don't know how how they do that. Every, every year is so smooth how it runs. You go there, everybody's there. Your score your score sheet is magically there. You start multiple players the way they have it set up so that the multiple groups don't really run into each other. Like they'll have the top group start at the EM. You know, like the better players, mm-hmm. the top of rank will start at EM, and the and the lower players will start at the at the solid state, and so it sort of balances out in a way that they don't really run into each other. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> it's, I actually have a question here from the chat. See if so you got in on your ticket. Yes. Yeah, you I did. Um, he, what he was asking is a uh, uh, friend of the show, uh, Jim Hale. 
So, so, so could people purchase more than one ticket? Would they, um, could, people could, they could purchase, purchase like, up to five. So, like, okay. so what ended up happening, I think this is what I've been able to gather together, is that, okay, during that first 45-second flipper frenzy of, wow, right? Yeah. Some, some, most people got their one ticket, got out. Some did like three or four or five because you want to do you know families and things yeah, like that. Yeah, or maybe a group buy uh, with group your friends. Buy, right. So you might do a five and then do a group buy, and then all of a sudden everybody calls everybody. Okay, I'm in for five. Who's you know? Give me your names or whatever, and let's go, let's go. Some people got that in. Some people didn't. And so if they messed up, like didn't complete the registration right. And I'm presuming that when you register, you had to put your name in. So you, you couldn't just say, give me five tickets. You have to say, here's right. five tickets with five names. Right. No transferring. You know, none of that, you know, non-transferable. Put the right name that's supposed to be on there. So say you didn't get all those people in there. And like your order had to be canceled. Your whole order had to be canceled. So that means your ticket. So that means at 1215... And 15 second, 15 minute countdown ran down. So at 12:15, there might have been some more tickets available. Ah. So the people who were F5ing at 12:15 for Suddenly a split second, it was in. Click, 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 get in. And then other people who were F5ing at 12:15 and 15 seconds were still sold out. And so, and so, keep 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 that cascade running for every uh, for another 15, 20 minutes again until it's really until down to it's zero. really really out. Right, so that's kind of what what happened there, and it was. Uh, I am so lucky. I got it. I didn't even know I had two. I had two computers. I had my computer and my laptop. <laughs> Whichever one got in first, like go click, 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 click in, click auto complete fields. Check out, check out, check, check out. Check out auto complete fields filled out. Done, done, out, done. <laughs> it was even dangerous for you to put your Pinberg ticket and your Replay FX ticket. Because that, that took extra seconds. You know what? You want to get your Pinberg ticket in, right? Because like, you can always buy a replay ticket. Yeah, the replay never tickets will always be available. Replay, you can buy those at the door. You can buy those at the door. You get That's your Pinberg fine. ticket so you know you're locked. Right, get your Pinberg ticket in. Then you can go back and get your replay effects <laughs> in. All right. So for, so for tournament pinball not being popular enough, I mean, you know, Nobody wants to talk about tournament pinball except 840 people got on a queue in 45 seconds. And so. I keep hearing about a lot of people that just because Pinberg gets so much uh, talk about it, so much uh, hype, that there are people that are like either mild tournament players or haven't really played in tournaments, and they're like, I hear this is an experience, right. and like I want to go and play just to be like right. part of this thing. Yeah, you, know, you want to be part Pinburg of the experience thing. because, and also Pinberg is not as intimidating because. The way the way that it does the Swiss format and balances out the records, you play to where your ranking is, and then you'll sort of settle into where your where, where your quality of play is, and then as you get better, you'll play better players, and as you get worse, you play worse players, and so on. And with so, so many players, they end up having an A, B, C, right. and D and division. D, so even if you're not a great right. player or a new player, you still end up in D division and right. still get a, a trophy and, and some money and some money, some real money, like you know, because there's so much money in there. I mean, yeah, first place is the $15,000 cash, and then you have 7500 for a second. But even in D division, there's money there, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So if you're making a D final, you made a final. Like, you made a capital D final. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that, that Pinburg's D, Pinburg's C division is not like any other C division. That's a capital C division you made, <laughs> okay? Yeah. That's a C division you can be proud to, 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 to make there. And then if you if you have to make top four, welcome to the B division because you're forced up. Well, just to kind of bring you back to a little smaller tournament, like like here, right? This is a this is a. Am I correct in saying this is a this is a good sized tournament? Absolutely. Obviously not as large as Pinburg, right? 
but that's not something that should scare someone away right. who wants to get into it because just even kind of talking to other folks that have played it, it's it's easy to get it, it's not intimidating it's really you can go in talk to whoever's at the registration desk they'll help you out and, and they'll get you rolling hey, they'll get you right in talk to the other players <laughs> yeah <laughs> talk, to, talk to the other players they will get you rolling they'll point you right in the right direction and say here's you know because they're looking to, to, to uh, promote this this activity as well you know promote this game so it will lead you right to where you need to go and to get you in and to get you started. Because once you get started and once you get in it, it's quite easy to get hooked. And I we know, know that. Yeah. I know when I first started playing League, I was actually kind of really nervous about it. And I just found that it seems like pinball people in general, you know, I'll make, a, I think, a fair generalization here, that they're just really friendly and they want to play the game. And for the most part, people are willing to, like, be like, I've never played this game before and this is my first time. Right. They'll give you some pointers and tell you, like, we'll shoot for this, this, and this. Right. It seems like most pinball players are like, I don't want to be, like, the guy with the secrets that knows only right. how to play the game. I want to play with people that are on par with me. So if you know how to play the game and I know how to play the game and I win, that's because of my skill, not right. because of my secret knowledge. Exactly. So, I want to make sure that I beat you because we knew at least equivalent information and I beat you on skill and not because of some hidden trick that I knew. So uh, I'm not going to answer this as a valid answer. I can only imagine that somewhere, because there's a lot of games, mm-hmm. there's got to be something that you haven't played or have Absolutely. barely played. Oh, yeah. So when that comes up in a tournament, do, do you share information with other players? That ends up or happening. are you Googling? Are oh, you just both happens. Both. <laughs> well, pin, there's pin Googling. Tips, right? There's pin tips. That's right. Oh, there's pin I forgot tips. about pin tips. Yep. Pin tips all the way. You'll see a lot of people going on pin tips. Or, uh, or if you're Nate Shivers, I just text Josh Sharp and say, yeah. Josh, tell me how to how play this game. How do I play this? Really, cause for, cause for most games, you only need two or three things to do. And then once you get in it, then the game will start teaching you what to do. I just envision that you know, you're all standing together, and there's this massive reveal, and the curtains come back, and there's the game list, and you're all like, all right. Okay, everybody, yeah, everybody just, all right, here we go. All right, what do we know? Where, where is it? First of all, everybody starts, look, we'll look at the games to see if they pulled any rubbers out or, you know, done anything strange with the flippers or anything, like throwing, like, a, I think one year, probably they threw uh, lightning flippers on attack from Mars. And, I've heard about it. Uh, I'm going to ask the stupid question because I've played enough that I should know this, but but explain for, for the benefit of all of us what lightning flippers okay, are. Okay, so you, you know the, the normal size flipper, we all have that in our head, They're right? like three inch, okay. I think. The lightning flippers are an eighth of an inch shorter. Oh, see, I thought so the lightning flippers. it makes the gap flippers. just that much bigger? Yeah, it makes the gap bigger. Oh, and, see, so, I, and so the lightning, the lightning flippers, which do have a lightning graphic on oh, it. Oh, see, I thought the just light, a little shorter. I thought the lightning flipper, when they did that little trick, mm-hmm. quote, unquote, I thought that was whatever it is, like a, the thing flipper, like a two-inch. No, no. No. no, no. Oh, it's, is that it's, a it's, mini it looks, flipper? Like, if you don't look at it hard enough, you'll think it's a normal flipper. But it just makes that gap just a little so is, bit larger. So is the lightning bolt? Is it down at the at the end, like usually where like a W is on a wheel? No, it's on top. It's on it's, it's on the top of the whole flipper. The, like okay, down the, whole flipper. down the whole oh. flipper. You see the lightning bolt there. Oh. And so that take off an eighth and an inch on each side, and it matters. Like that's why you know when you play if you play Dracula with normal flippers and destroy it, and then you play Bram Stoker Dragons with lightning flippers, and the game changes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All your, the funny all story I have geometry's about geometry's off. Right. The funny story I have about Bram Stoker's Dracula is folks may have heard of these crazy things uh, as in. Michigan, I think they play the Pinball Olympics. Uh-huh. They oh, basically yeah. take all these games and do all these crazy <laughs> modifications right. to them. There's things where, like, you put the tilt bob on your head, right. and you're like, you have to look through a periscope. Like steady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. steady. Yeah. But, but they did Brahms, They bring some of those games to replay effects. And I played the Bram Stoker's Dracula there. And for anyone that's ever played that pinball game, there's a bank of three targets in the middle of the play field. 
and the only modification to that game was that target bank automatically tilted. Dead. So it shoots yes. everything in the game Dead, except right. the target bank that's, that that's you'll get a ricochet awesome. into it and you'll tilt. And you're tilt, right? So it's ultimate control because you Brutal. don't want to hit that middle anyway. That is awesome. So they say, look, just don't breathe. Don't touch this middle target and it'll be set. So just be careful. There's another format. There was another format that Carl D'Angelo did where he did the, the Lemmy Flip where he sets a limited number of flips that you can make. Like he'll put it on Branch oh. of Dracula and there's he'll have a, like he'll a have counter a, somewhere a counter. in the machine. He'll have a counter on top that says thirty. So you have thirty flips. Okay? And the counter gets reset if there's a ball in the shooter lane. So if you lock a ball, you get back your thirty flips. So, so if you're pushing your thirty, you've got to lock. You've a ball. got to lock a ball. Somehow get a ball into the shooter lane. That's like for example, awesome. in Dracula, you don't have to just lock a ball to get one in there. If you start bats and it goes up into that castle, then one comes out and goes into the shooter lane. That gets and you like your flips back. In some of the older games, right. or even in some of the like Tron, you can right. kind of get through the little side channel there and put mm-hmm. it back in the shooter lane. Right. So it really teaches you about control and about oh, see, decision that's, making. That's why I'd be terrible at this. I have no control. Okay. I have no so I, we've already discussed control. this. At all. That's good training. Control. That's, that's you must learn control. That's like pinball basic training right there. You set you that limit. We've already discussed me setting on my hand, Steve. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm just like, just right now, I just set on my hands. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's games Games putting on that sort of restriction. It really, train, really trains you for when you don't have those restrictions. See, you and, know? and I've, I've heard the, I've not heard the tilt bob on your head. I've heard hardwiring the flipper buttons backwards. Right. I've heard uh, putting buttons on the head. And like getting on a ladder, reverse, or a platform yeah, reverse attack from Mars over yes. the game. That's that, that's been at replay. Yeah, okay, replay I've has the reverse attack one. from Mars. Another one I really liked was uh, a couple of the games were at, at the pinball life party. The year, uh, it's actually the year where where I uh, uh, hung out a lot and kind of really started to meet the guys from Broken Token, Brent and Whitney, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the, I went with the two of them. So and, about uh, three years ago, maybe yeah, four. And David Paul that did the uh, the Life Under Glass for a while business mm-hmm. with the pop the art pinball business. art. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the four of us went up there, and they had a Bally game show in like oh. in like this like plastic bubble, mm-hmm. and they had like okay. leaf blower fans <laughs> in it and popcorn, you know, those like packing peanuts. Nice. Yep. And so they turn on those fans, and the it's peanuts like, would just come up the back wall and <laughs> land on top anything. of the play field. <laughs> It's like the best thing I could figure out how to do was like flip, but have my mouth right above where the flippers are and go. Yeah, yeah, get it away from there. Get it away. <laughs> and just try to blow the peanuts away, and you still only get that like, like two inch area where you're blowing away above the flippers and hope you see them. Yeah, right. did you, but it was, I walked out laughing did you out play, loud. Did you play the Iron that. Man? That I did not. Mention that, that, that was that insane. That is awesome when you're, fl- when you're basically Iron Man flying. You're yeah. flying with the game. They put you, you in know? this like this gantry rig, right. and then the machine is suspended too, and of course the, the tilt bobs out of it, and then they had like massive blowers behind the game, and you had to, like you said, you're you basically flying. Like you're flying. You're flying, yeah. because the game is sort of off of this, the game doesn't have legs on it, so it's flying with you, yeah. and you're trying to fly with the game and also shoot and control and do all that stuff. It's That's an experience as well. That's I, I, I watch so people fun. do that, and that was pretty nuts. It's fan, fan, fantastic. So, it's it's pretty know. wild, the things that, you know, well, unique things like that, unique modifications. I've also seen a lot of, like, unique tournament formats people just put together to, like, do something fun and different than sort of the standard, mm-hmm. you know, standard pump-a-dump or the standard exactly. bracketology. Right, or, exactly. I mean, you know, I guess this is one reason why uh, Pinberg is uh, so uh, popular is because of the match play format. I mean, pump and dumps like this, as pinball gets more popular, it may start to cru- get crushed under its own weight. 
because it's, if you're waiting a long time for a game because of the amount of people, that's going to be a problem. Nobody yeah. wants to wait in a pinball tournament. It's why match play works so well because at Pinburg, you know you're going to play for 10 rounds. You know you're going to play for two days. That's guaranteed. Yeah. Well, you know you're, talking about, you're talking about people, and we talked yeah. a little earlier about people in kind of the sport or the hobby. Yeah. So how do you bring those people in? I know that there's been in the past some some attempt to try to get some televised coverage. Do you have, what do you think is the next step? I guess it's telling the stories of the players. I guess that's what yeah. poker did, right? That's yep. what poker did. They go, okay, well, first, okay, poker put the card cams in the felt. That was big. So okay. that everybody can see what their what the hands were. Instead of just looking at nothing. Well, and not, you, know, you, they could, you could see that someone has ace-king that versus makes it, two tens and see how they play with those hands. I guess that makes it a little bit more personal because right. then you're like, no, Steve, don't yeah, do it don't because do that. Sean's got... Right, because I know that. Versus before where nobody's seeing anything yeah, until the reveal. Drama. What are we looking at for, their, for all through the hand? We don't know what we're looking at until they reveal the hand. But also what Poker did is, like, I know who Daniel Negreanu is. You know, because I know his story because of that. I know who Antonio Esfandiari is, the magician. I know, you know, I may not even be a poker fan, but I know who those players are. You know, I know who Phil Hellmuth is. Mm -hmm. So telling those stories of, of those people, you know, like telling Keith Elwin's story, telling, you know, telling, Steve Bowden's telling story. my story. What is my story? You know, I tell her, right? You know, get, well, getting that out Steve, there. So Steve, you're hanging with us, so we're not improving your story. Right. Right. I'm going to tell I'm, you right now. Hey, I'm, I'm having a great old time. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking on the resume of things Steve did, this might be on the bottom of page like eight. No. That's what you should do. <laughs> Nah, this is, I've, I've definitely you know, I've, uh, been a subscriber of this uh, podcast for a while. Oh, so you have? Oh, yeah. So it's, I'm it's sorry. So it's, it's, just, it's just fine. It's just, yeah, I know. Steve, just, I tell you what, I was holding these in reserve because we had a couple people coming, but you're definitely going to get a party Oh, gift. yeah, he not, totally Not just your party now, mm. but, you know, we like, if you've listened to the show, you know, like, we like to have a little bit of fun. So I've got a little th something for you that I want to hand to you, and it's something to help get you through a show like this. It's so important at a show to attend to a couple things. There's a little broken token swag in mm -hmm. here. And then there's some uh, there's something in there to kind of keep you nourished. <laughs> and then there's also some stuff in there to help with, like, once you've had a rough day playing pinball and you're ready to kind of relax back in the shower. Uh -huh. So tell everybody what you okay. now have, Steve. Now, what I have is, is I have a very convenient Ziploc <laughs> bag with Armor Vienna Sausage <laughs> Original, America's favorite, it says uh, oh, yeah, also. absolutely. There's Amer no, America's we don't cheap out on the American Token Classic Arcade Pinball Podcast. America's so. favorite. We have, you know, a broken token sticker, very important. And what else is here? Oh, I have. You get oh, a okay. Open this? that up. Let's open this up. Yeah. Open. <laughs> Sean helped me put these yes. together earlier, so thank you, I production assistant Sean. I greatly appreciate that. Okay. I, I, I got to make my, my unpaid pay. <laughs> Oh, nice. Is these all right? <laughs> that is pack, not candy. Pack, right. Pac-Man and Ghost uh, soap. soap. It looks yes, like. they yes, are. Pac-Man exactly. and Ghost soap. So if you can imagine, if you can imagine Pac-Man and Three Ghosts as if they were candy, but it's not, but it's soap. <laughs> yeah. After that long, so I'm trying to paint day, that picture. Standing in your soap. virtual right. queue yeah, when you get back soap. to your room. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> nice, got my got my key. Yeah, got got my uh, got a key file. Key files here, very now. Nice. Awesome, thank you very much. You're so very welcome. This is very nice. Awesome. So, uh, and the, the, I say that as a parting gift, Steve. No, I'm not asking you to. Leave. No, I'm hey, absolutely not. Hey, I, I I ain't worried. Qualifications ain't over until midnight. I was going to say, believe it or not. I, I mean, I discussed with with Brent. You know, I'm like. I've met Steve a couple of times. I wouldn't mind asking him, but before I even went to Brent and said that, I actually went and looked at the 
it went into the tournament area and saw it was posted on the board. I'm like, okay, good. I don't feel too bad because it says qualifying until <laughs> 1130 right, tonight. So, so, so I don't mind asking Steve for, for 10 or 15 minutes of his time and, an hour later. And I mean, and we're still here. here. That's different. It's, it's different because we're here and the hotel's over there. It's not like I have to drive somewhere to get there. Yes, so it's I, like you, you go down a couple of stairs, and yeah, a short walk. walk across a parking lot, and you're in the hotel. Yeah, it's great. This is a great venue. I mean, you know, we, we got our discount rooms, and we roll right across, not even the street. It's the same block to go right in here, and it's it's fantastic. Don't need a rental car. Just take your shuttle over or and you're here. taxi, and it's you're all, here. It's all in one place. And it's all fine, and it's excellent. Okay, so you were talking a little bit about strategy, mm-hmm. you know, like picking your games and all that. Right. And here we are, and you you had you said you were setting what first? Uh, I was I was first on one game. I, I dropped down to sixth, then I went back up to fifth. I'm probably down to eighth now because as as, as you don't play, you drop. Right. So that's the right. rule. So I'm pro- probably hopefully maybe in the top ten. But being you know being top ten ish on Friday night's good. You know because it sets up Saturday. You know so you want to have your good foundation so that you can come in on the Saturday and really work on your worst games, get those better, pick up it's points and so on. So right. that was the question, like your strategy. Right. And if we don't want to give away anything, we won't. That's, that's, no, this so, is all standard. It's all standard <laughs> this stuff. All standard so stuff. This is something are. I would tell someone if, if, they, it, as, if, if they were playing. I would tell them that. eight, what, about 8.45? Right. On Friday night, mm-hmm. you said qualifying runs to midnight. So right. I guess like, you have, have to be in line, I guess, by You have to be on the game. You have to be on the game at midnight, and you can finish that game okay. at 11.30. So at whatever 11:30. they call it, whoever's on the game can finish that game. Okay. So... Will you go in and play any more games tonight, or are you just going to let it kind of? Are just going to wait to see where you're at? Off and on, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. As soon as I, when I leave here, I'm going to check where I am after I show you the app, so I can want to to show you the app. Um, So I'll check where I am, and I'm going to see where my worst game is, as far as points. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'm going to probably play that game because I have the most opportunity to gain points with that game. So let's say out of my top five, I have say a, a 95. Uh, like I said, I have a 90-pointer, 88, 87, 86, and like 75. I'll play that 75-point game and try and improve that score. Gotcha. So that way I know if I beat my score there, I know I'm gaining points in the rankings. Gotcha. And so once I take that one and I raise that up above and make it not the worst, then whatever is the new worst game, I'll play that game. And so on. So it's sort of like building a house on top of itself. Oh, I got that. To try right. and, and raise my points. Just walk yeah. it up. Just, just walk, walk it just up. walk it up. And if I happen to spike, spike a great game, excellent. That game's done. I don't have to play it anymore. Okay, move on to the next one. And then your 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 goal is to get into that top eight. Top so eight. You're, you've got that relaxed time that to top refresh. eight so that you're clear the first round, which means you know you're in the top 16 and you know you're not playing until tomorrow, until Sunday. So now, were you here maybe, I'm trying to remember back one of the first shows we did as a podcast, maybe three or four years ago, uh, were you set up actually calling the streams? I, th- I have called streams here from okay. here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, yeah. I, I, I think because Whitney had gone over and sat down next to you all for a little bit and chatted a little bit while you all were calling streams. Mm-hmm. So now, is that something, did you plan to do something like that? Like you weren't going to play or did it just work out that year? Okay, hey, look, I'm not in. I'm out at this point. I'll I'm basically just there. I mean, I'm there hanging out watching anyway. So if, I'm basically there if they need me. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. there if they need me for as long as they want me. So, I mean, because it's, it's fun to call games. If I'm not in it, I might as well have the, the second best seat. If you're not in it, you could watch it with the setup. I mean, and so, it's obviously not hurting Steve's score because through the power of the internet, I just found that he's ranked fifth in the tournament. Oh, so. nice. Okay, that's better than I thought. 
So now let me. So add. that means my World Poker Tour really helped me out. Then that's what that because that was the last game I played before I you know went to take have a quick bite to eat and came back. So that really helped me. Okay, that really. Oh wow, I'm really surprised that I'm there you, fit. So you mentioned that at one point you thought you were like eighth, and then yes. maybe you went up to seventh. Now when you go up, was that? Because you had gone and played another game, or was that the result of other players? Other players falling. Yes. Falling. Because because the top score, because the number one score is a hundred, right, and the number two score is ninety, and the number three score is eighty-five. So if the top player goes from first to second, they lose ten points. Oh, okay. So if you're underneath someone by less than ten, and they lost ten, that means you jump over them. So how would they do that? They're going to go to improve a game, and right. they end up doing worse no what happens is they have a score and another player beat them oh they have okay. a number okay. one score and another player came from behind them and beat them and dropped them see what's what's confusing of course it doesn't take much to confuse me i mean <laughs> but it, it, you should see me with a ballpoint pen steve it's just it's funny but uh it takes me forever to figure out how to make it work but what's confu- what we're not, what i'm not thinking about is that it's not like a it's not like basketball right. where it's or or a baseball tournament where you're playing you're basically bracketed out right it's not yet that's that's the finals <laughs> but well right. i mean to get your to get your scoring right. you're you're playing multiple games against multiple people and it's not you're just it's not one finite thing right. so to speak right so you're, you're, yeah your score is against every it's against, against every player in the tournament so it's essentially you're playing against everyone in qualifications right and then yeah. they can rise and fall on right. their own right right on their own right they, they don't have to necessarily be beat by Sean or you right they can they can be by a third by party me. they can be beat by a third party and that third party affects everyone's and drops their scores so like if you if you say you're you're hanging on that bubble you're on the bubble you're in 23rd or 24th but one of your scores is a number one score you're in dangerous <laughs> territory because if someone comes from behind you and snipes your number one score off and you lose 10 points you're out that's a lot of points lot. to make up versus, for, especially if you're at the cusp and time is running right out qualifying. versus someone who does not have a number one score has like a consistent line across and they're in the, in the on the bubble they're less likely to bleed out mm-hmm. they're less likely to to bleed out they're, they're more vulnerable to a jumper who just beats everyone's scores that way. Okay, they're just watching for jumpers. But pers- uh, someone who has a number one or a number two score, like a number two score loses five points if they drop to number three. The number is 190-85. So a number two score, if, they, if, that, if that gets beat, that's a five-point loss, and that's not insignificant. Okay, But it's not ten. It's not so, ten, so, but it's so still my, five. My takeaway is be number two. Right. <laughs> Well, if you're if you have yeah. all number three scores in all the games, you can just have you're, a beer and go you're, to sleep. You're a little bit more you're stable. <laughs> you're a little bit more you're stable. stable. But if you have like number one and then like fourteenth, fifteenth, seventeenth, you know, twelfth, and you're sitting on that bubble and that number one is sitting there, and you're just basically, you know, looking at every game, hoping they don't beat you, trying to get on that game to maybe clock it out, you know, so get on the number one game, play another game on that game so that someone else isn't playing, you know, that's a little hidden technique. I, I, that's That almost sounds like that. this turns into yet another technique or another strategy where, I mean, I hate to use the word sandbag, but you kind of almost don't want to be the leader. I mean, you until the end, yeah, you oh, well, can, I mean, yeah, 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 but yeah, it's like you, you do want, it's like you do and you don't, it's like if, if you're, I mean, if you're if you're an awesome player, you're gonna get number ones, and then you're gonna have lunch, and then that's it. I mean, you're just you gonna, yeah, you're gonna but, you're gonna rock it, yeah, you're gonna, gonna rock gonna it, and then you're gonna go home. But if you if you spike a great score, and you're depending on that to keep you alive, 
You know, you got you got to want to get on another game and get another great score. So you have two to shields. It. That way, you have two shields. You have basically two big hit points blocking you from being kicked out. Gotcha. Okay, because you don't want to get sniped at the end by a player who's trying to just better their score, and all of a sudden they destroy the game, and you thought you were in, and then you're out. I mean, the, even the the worst one is when. You're playing, you're playing, you think you're in, you're good, and then you go back to the hotel, and then you wake up tomorrow and you discover you're out by two places because you lost a big score mm. at the end because you weren't here at the end of the at the end of the qualifying. You got you just got snuck. You literally got snuck because you <laughs> thought you were safe, and during the late night beatdown period where everybody's beating everybody's scores down, you just get sniped off, and all of a sudden you thought you were 23rd and you're 26th, and you're out because you didn't defend your score. So, so that, that's why you're hanging out and you're making sure right. you're here toward the that's end. That's why a lot of people are hanging out toward the end. That's why yeah. the top. That's why the top eight will be and the top twenty-four, because they want to defend their buys and they want to defend their entry into the finals. Are you just playing in the main tournament this year, Steve? Or I'm going to do classics. Yeah, I'm doing main and okay. classics. Yeah, I'm doing main and classics. The classics bank is very nice. <laughs> it's a very nice bank over there. So, so. For, un- for unfamiliar folks, a lot of times in a tournament they'll take older games. Uh, you know, kind of. The early solid state era, the late seventies and eighties, or even some uh, electromechanical machines from uh, earlier than that, right. and they'll put that together and they'll call that classics. You right. know, kind of like classic cars, cars that are twenty or thirty years old. Right. Classic pinball machines, same idea, and they'll have that as a side tournament. Right, and it's the same idea, same herb style, same best game, except in classics, it's best four games I think out of eight. Right, and I think like main that. is five out of ten. So it's everything. It's the same. Everything. Top score is one hundred, then ninety, eighty-five, and so on down. So it's like we have a main tournament. Why not have another tournament? Which since everybody's here anyway, I mean that tournament's going to be just as valuable, so, almost as the main. So when you're okay, I was about to bring to ask. Yeah. So you're overlaying two tournaments. It's two it, separate it, tournaments. Two separate tournaments. Right. Two separate tournaments. Two separate cash opportunities. Two separate whopper opportunities. So your opportunities. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm using words from my new pinball dictionary. That's why I'm, I'm sneaking them in. <laughs> I'm, I'm so upset. I didn't think of that, Steve. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got another Search chat for opportunities. Question. I think I have the SEO on that word. If you, <laughs> it'll come up. Uh, opportunity. It'll come Thank up. You, Steve I have the SEO on it, so I think it works. If you search for it, you'll come up with one of the pages of the new pinball dictionary. Uh, every time I say opportunity, I'll go, Thank you, Steve Bowden. Thank you. Trademark, trademark Steve Bowden. No, no. Probably trademark someone else because that's where all the suggestions come from. They well, come from the community. I know, but everybody they goes come from to, the community. To the pinball dictionary on Steve Bowden's website, funwithwellness.com. Hey! To find out, the, <laughs> as, as uh, Ron Hallett and Bruce Nightingale would say, you know, you got to make sure you pay the bills. Right, yeah, yep. pay the bills. Yeah, pay, pay the bills. But yeah, a lot of those, those suggestions come from the, the community. And a lot of them come from Tilt Forums. So there's a new pinball dictionary topic on Tilt Forums. Please contribute to that. They're awesome over there, you know. And it, it's also, you know, since we can use Tilt Forums so that I'm not the only arbiter of what's a definition, you know, because that's not good internet to do that. Yeah. Okay. Can I, can it's I have much a better consensus. to do it in a community way so that, you know, it's, and they have upvoting and downvoting there too. So, you know, because I try doing this on Reddit and on Pinside and, and Tilt Forums is really the place to go for it. Because a lot of the suggestions come from tournament players anyway a lot of a lot of times i'll go to a tournament and something strange will happen and they'll look at me and say what's that called and i, I don't know i just saw it <laughs> we have to come up with something clever but there was a oh man i'm gonna show my age here but there was an old uh, like a comedy show i think it was maybe on early hbo and then they had a segment 
and they had these things called sniglets. Uh-huh. Not, uh-huh. Necessarily uh-huh. not necessarily the news. Not necessarily the news. Was that okay? And it was news. just it was all these Rich random Hall. things, and it was just new words. Yep. So, so the only one I can really remember, I actually had a book. They they published some books of the sniglets, okay. and the only one I really remember because it just amused the heck out of me was there was one. You ever know in a bowl of uh, Cheerios that when you've almost eaten the entire bowl, you just get those last few. Mm-hmm. They all seem to bu- bundle together. Right. They all seem to like stick together. That that sniglet, that word is Cheerio magnetization. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just explaining a fact because that's, that's what happens. It's a phenomenon. We have to explain what. It is, and yeah, and yeah, that definitely. I remember not necessarily. <laughs> See, I could yeah. remember. I could remember the the if the guy that used to do that segment walked through yeah, here. I could say, "There's that there's guy. The guy." Right. But yeah, I couldn't. I didn't remember the name of the show. So, so, right. so that's really what, where I guess the idea of the new pinball dictionary came out is because when I saw that poker had all this jargon, you know. Like, why do I know what a big slick is in poker? I know, you know, cowboys and you know now, the, the computer hand and all that stuff. So, figure there's jargon for poker. What now, is, is that, pinball's jargon? Is that real jargon, or do you think that that came about because of the show? In, I don't know. From- See, I would think that Ace King being the big slick was before. <laughs> like, yeah, before I don't know. I think. Like pocket rockets and all that. I mean, you know, I would think that those are older than TV. It seems like right? it takes somebody mm-hmm. like coining a phrase and other people thinking, that's a great name for that. Let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's, again, that was sort of the concept for the New Pinball Dictionary is that's, okay, what are words that the community uses that are common in geography well, and other things? It, it, you, and you, then just, we, you, know, you yeah. just hit the nail on the head with the pinball side of it. You're actually, okay, so if the, if the poker stuff was something that they came up with to help the show... Right. Right. Get, get you know guys the next day or girl, ladies the next day where they can talk about this stuff. Oh, he did the I don't know what the big slick is. This sounds terrible. Right. <laughs> he did the big slick. He did what? Uh, right. it, well, he had they, it. Now, he, he had the big had, slick. Okay. He, he, had, he had the big Steve, slick and buddy, he used that doesn't it. Really, help that doesn't matter. sound he, any better. He had Steve. the. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> he, that let's just he bluffed I, against someone who had the big see, slick. This, you know? If you've listened to the show, show, Steve, you know that often I start down a road and then I regret right. having made that turn. Right. And this is one of those situations. Anyway, <laughs> you're, you're you're actually you're starting with things that we all say, just things right. that are house ball right. and stuff that's accepted. Right. And what what's what is it when it comes? It's gone the out, out the out lane. And it comes up back over the flipper on a bounce. Well, there's uh, the Lazarus. Uh, Lazarus. Well, yeah, that's the Lazarus. Because there's, the, there's, the there's the center drain Lazarus where it just goes down and comes back. And then there's the bounce back Lazarus where it can come down, go all the way around, hit back. And as long as you don't make a move, it's it, it's legal. Like, oh. <laughs> if you make a move, then that could be a that could be a bang back, and that's illegal in tournament play. Okay. Or so, right. save. Or a death save, yeah. It's like if a ball comes down the right side, hits off, and you... And you and you do a jerking motion to get it back on. That's illegal, and that game's invalidated. But and if it comes, if but if it, it comes, comes back on its own, then it's, it's fine. It's fine. That's fine. And so you know, and the tournament director will see and say, "Yeah, it's cool." <laughs> you know, as long as you didn't do anything egregiously aggressive on it to make it look like you were trying to do a bang back or a death save, you're fine. So a bang a bang back is it's past the flippers. It's going to drain, and you jar the machine enough right. to get it. Above the flippers, but right. don't tilt it. Right. So, like the bang bag is coming down the left. It's coming down the left outlaying, right? So, it, and it's going to the drain. Mm-hmm. And as it gets to the point where it's about to drain, you 
hit it real fast up uh, on the bottom. Oh, of the and so it that pops it pops back up, yeah, and you can hit the apron and pops up between the flip and app, and then you can get a hold of it again. See, I was thinking something much more violent, where you hit it hard enough to pop over. You're just wanting to get it over the tip of the flip. You just want to get it through the gap so that it makes it so you can flip it back again. Oh, and then the death save is similar, but down the right side. When it goes down the right side, it's gonna hit that that area right at a perpendicular angle. So you want to jerk the machine so that it times it so that when you oh. jerk it back, it pops back up. And the difference in the death save and the bang back, right or left, has to do with how the apron's open right. to get you into the drain. Right, because the apron is not symmetrical. It's, okay, pain. I got you. So that's you. how okay. you get that out, to get that, that difference. So that's and this is, thing. and you go where to learn all these fun terms? <laughs> uh, the new, well, I guess you can go to newpinballdictionary.org. That's still, that actually does work, but funwithphonus.com slash newpinballdictionary. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, I have to say, Steve, it's very impressive, and I know you make, you know, a very conscious effort about this, but that you post something every day. I try to, about yeah. Pinball just because I'm, I'm here, I'm not slacking off. I got posts in the queue. I don't even have my my oh, laptop awesome. with me. I don't have my laptop with me. I wish I did, but hey, that doesn't mean I'm slacking. The streak continues. <laughs> Ever since, I mean, Wait, it, it, hey. was, it was July first, July first, 2012, when I started the streak. I said, okay, I'm going to post everything. Uh, I'm going to post something every day about pinball because I had a database crash and I couldn't get it back. So I decided, you know, if I'm going to start over, I'm going to see if I can post every day. And ever since then, for five years, five and a half years, right? Man, that's awesome. So, you know, I just want to see, you know, if if I can keep this going. And, I mean, but there's enough news now that, I mean, really, it just becomes how much can you post in a day. I mean, really, now it's just me. I'd like to be the Kotaku of pinball, too. (laughs) I'd like to do that. But that requires a staff. And yeah. like a payroll. I say, don't you, you have know? to have staff writers? You have to have a staff and, and a payroll. Yeah. That would be great. But you it's know, like, yeah, I, enjoy like, it. I have to pay other people. Yeah. I'll pay myself to do fun with bonus. It's, it's like one of those things where well, here's what you do, Steve. You get yourself an 800 number. When right. they call you, uh, welcome to fun. Uh, thank you for calling fun with bonus. This is Steve. Oh, right. you need to talk to my manager? Sure. Right. Hold on one second. Right. Hi, this is Steve. Right. You this know? is the manager. That's how you change it. Just change it a little bit. Just, just a little bit. You know, yeah. makes you seem bigger than you are. But no, put a piece of paper in front of it so you sound like a little echoey. Yeah, like, Hi, this is Steve. Uh, like, hello, you've reached the management of fun with bonus. You know <laughs> Press two to get to you know the editor's desk. Editor's desk. <laughs> he, he took it to a whole nother level. We're right. just going to go ahead and simulate a complete right. answering That's a complete service. Thing. A complete thing. That's a, you got to go and big. That is why I'm not successful because I am not <laughs> thinking out of the box like Mr. Steve Bowden. Exactly. That is why I am a podcaster. <laughs> Espanol. No, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, pal- like, like Pala Escalio, Marque, Numero Dos. Me. I don't know what he just said, but I hope I don't have to bleep it I out of the I show. I think I said it right. I've heard it enough on answers. I think that's what they say. Uh, Tips but, de uh, pinball. Yeah, yeah right. Con Steve Bobby. Right. <laughs> It's like con queso, queso. That's the thing. Yeah, con queso. Yeah. I, I apologize right now for all people that right. actually speak all Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> That's all I know. Gosh, I, like I said, I, I'm gonna have to run this through Google Translate later. Yeah, it's gonna come out like a ridiculous everything. That's, it's gonna, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like flipper gram cheese poster. He's got, walnut. What about a goat? Yeah, it's like, it's like how does that? It's like there, goat headphone light. Word, Stern, word, word. Stern's new game is is goat light. What is? What is goat light? Is that some kind of anime? Right. 
<laughs> what did you just say about our podcast? Goat, <laughs> then, then all of a sudden, Goat Light's going to be all over light. Google. Hashtag Goat Light, the <laughs> anime. We well, have to be careful when you know we start what? here because you never know what's going to get the um, next million hits on YouTube. Someone will listen to this and decide oh that it needs God. to exist. Whoever, and they'll make right. it. No because one, the internet. I was so. like, trademark broken token. We created Goat Light. So no one, so, no, so no what, one better not make that because that's already been trademarked for Broken Token Podcast. So what Brent is doing right now is <laughs> since I don't have our show notes open, Brent has the. The Pincinnati flyer that uh, Cindy, who's Cindy? The, the Phoebe <laughs> that Smith. Phoebe, nothing like Cindy. Uh, Cindy's her evil twin sister. Gave me so on the back of it, I'm going to write show title. Uh huh. Goat, Goat light. light. That's right. <laughs> and just and just speaking out to the chat. Yes, Jim Hale. We have gone off the rails. Yes. <laughs> what rails? Do we even have? There's no. <laughs> It's like, See, yes. this is starting to feel like a broken token show yes, right now. Show, we have lost the rails. Oh we got all serious we went, for like an we went, hour yeah. talking about pinball tournaments. We went past, and like, we went past hashtag goat lights. Oh, man. Yeah, we, went, we went beyond the third rail. We went to Ruby on rails. We went past that. <laughs> We're gone. Did you, you just, did you just hear a call to the post trumpet? I think. There was something I don't know what that was. You know what's next? Goat races. Goat races. <laughs> Goat races. We're gonna go out to the Kentucky Derby track and race some goats. Oh my gosh! We the goats race. We have arrived. Everything. We have arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Then the media comes down and starts covering the goat races at the Louisville Pinball and Arcade Expo 2018. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kentucky. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, that is so funny. Oh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> oh man. Did you have hey. something else out of the? Or, oh no, Jim said we've come on completely off the rails. Yeah, yes. I, I, I mean the only serious thing that I have on here is that Jim did ask uh, Steve when you uh, when you normally are driving the bus, do you pick game or position normally? I would normally pick game. Um, only in circumstances, certain certain circumstances will I pick position, and when that all the other games that are left, I'm used to, so it doesn't matter. So I'll pick position. Okay. But very often I will pick game. So at least you know I'll go down with the ship, you know, playing <laughs> playing the game I picked, versus leaving the choice up to someone else and they pick a game that I didn't want. Like I don't want to have a weak game that I don't want to pick that I don't want to go to, and they end up picking that game for some reason. So the, that's the my only fault. other uh, chat shout out. I'll just shout out to Eric Stinson. We wish you were here too, buddy. Uh, oh, and congratulations on the new baby! Nice. All right, well, <laughs> pinball. Uh, uh, I'm sure pinball baby. I'm sure the, the baby will be brought up in the community of pinball players. Very good, absolutely, very good. So you, that, so when that and zookeeper owners. So when you say pick the game, are you all assigned? I guess randomly banks of the four games. Not in this format. Like in, in okay. this format, all the ten games will be available. For okay. Pick. And so the higher seeds will choose first. Because not only is it, is it the choice, it's when you choose. So the number one seed will pick first out of those ten games. Okay. Then the number two seed will pick second out of the remaining nine games. So the number one seed has ultimate choice because they get to pick from all the games. So, you know, again, you want to finish as high as possible. And it's not, it's not just important to be in the top eight. It's important to be number one. If you Because what if number one seed picks the game you really wanted to play. You got to have a backup strategy to pick another game that you are good to pick that gotcha. was your favorite. You know, so that's definitely, that's definitely, I, I hear what's going on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think there's a concert. They start up the concert? Yeah. yeah, I think so. But yeah, that ultimate decision, yeah, that's why you're going to see people, that's what gets the pots up. That's what gets the prize pools up is because not only are the people who are trying to get in 
keep paying money. The people are already in. I try. I keep paying money. Oh, so even the even the pot that you win is dependent upon it's the number on of inches. tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Because all those all those three for ten dollars and seven for twenty dollars are going into this pot gotcha. for both main and classic. So depending on you know how much how much gets raised in there, first we'll get a percentage of that pot and, gotcha. and so on and so on down. So you'll see that pot really get fed Saturday, you know, because you're gonna see even like someone who's ranked third will play their weakest game to try and get the number one seed multiple times. Right, just trying to just go to for try it. and get the number one seed, especially of course the players who are 25th and 24th and 23rd or battling each other, mm-hmm. they're gonna be going in, and so that is part of what makes herb style pots larger is that constant beat down at the end where you just we're just putting in money and not only not only is the money increasing the quantity of play increases and also it's faster because again as like i said before less scores go in so lots of times someone will finish the game they know it's not the best score scorekeeper doesn't even have to walk up next player goes right up there let's go mm-hmm. you know just walk away go up let's go you know so more players go in more 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 fees go up, more pots get increased. See, I didn't realize that. that that's that part sense. of it. That's yeah. a side effect of the herb style is because there's these established scores already. And so you know you didn't beat your score. You, all right, done. I'm out. Okay, let me get back in the queue. You yeah, know, every board. player only gets yep. one score on every game. Yep. So if you're on a game, you know what your high is to beat. If you didn't beat it, you just walk you're off done. and let the next guy go. Yep, the three the three most spoken words at the end of Saturday is void and requeue. That's what it is. It's void and requeue. It, it, take my score out and put me back at the end of the line. That this it, it, to me that that feeds into the, like you're talking about that rush, that land rush toward the end of oh, the yeah, night. Yeah. Because well, the pot's growing too, so it's oh my gosh, I gotta make sure I stay in. Right, you gotta be in because because you're pot committed because you're in. Right, you've put in like say twenty, thirty, 40, like forty bucks, fifty bucks. Right, I want to get in because if I know if I get in, I'm getting something back. Because the way it's structured, usually if you make the final, you make top 24, you're getting something. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, you're kind of in. So you are you really want to see if you can at least get that last spot so you know that you're in, you've got something back, and now you're re- fighting for some more as opposed to being completely out. Well, I th- I'm wondering if our listeners can tell that the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast, see, that's where all these, the Broken these Token Classic come from. Arcade and Pinball Podcast, I'm not even on this show when that, I can do that. that. We've been joined by a brass band. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a feeling we're about ready to kind of get blown out of the venue because in the back of the venue, there's a stage and uh, they're going to have a, a, a concert tonight. Sounds like, I, I, honestly, I thought it was a rock band. Right. And maybe that's tomorrow night, that Saturday night. But it sounds I think kind Saturday of like night Megaran is coming. I think. Who? I think Megaran yeah. is coming. So um, yeah, Saturday at nine. I'd, uh, I'd yeah. like to check that one out. Yeah. Is that, they're supposed now, to be pretty cool. They're a video game inspired hip hop group. Right. Oh, okay. Now who was it? I'm trying to remember. They had them last year, and I thought they were going to be here this year again. I, I think that is Megaran. I know Megaran was here last year. Now, they is said, this, so this is, is this the group that will do all the music for a console game while someone plays it? Yeah, live? there was the Mega Man play. Like did they do I, like they played all through the entire Mega Man. Quick play, like there was. They had a they had a speed run up, of like okay. a perfect run. Like no, there was somebody playing it. Oh, okay. it wasn't just like it was. Broadcast. Oh, it was they were playing. There okay, was somebody playing it in the band. Right, played we were the, doing music, the music, right. all of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Was that the? Would you Bit, say? I think it's Bit Brigade. Bit Brigade. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Right. And it's awesome. Yeah, just playing through. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes the, the person playing would beat a boss in four seconds, you know, because you've got Metal Man and he's ruling it. So they'll play the <laughs> boss music, and then all of a sudden it quick cuts into into the bonus music, and then into the next stage. But yeah, it's great. It's well, great. it sounds like you're also a video gamer, like console stuff, or do you do any arcade games? Um, all that. 
all three. Yeah, I'm doing the arcade stuff. I'm doing the console stuff a little bit less often because pinball is sort of taking over. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely yeah definitely what, into that too. What games so. does Steve Bowden have in his collection? Oh, definitely lots of well. Okay, as far as my my computer is on Steam all the time. So okay. you know, do you have like pins? A, it's like a Steam box, but yeah, I, I got pins. I got uh, what 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 do I own now? Uh, World Cup Soccer was my first game I ever bought. Then I had Pinball Pool by Gottlieb, which I won. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you won? I won that one early in my career, we okay. can call it. Uh, we have um, Demolition Man and, and Judge Dredd, two games I picked up with a really great, great price together. Okay. Um, yeah. And we have that. The Shadow. Love that game. Nice. This, See, I have, I have not... Everyone that talks about that game loves it, and I've not had the opportunity to, find, to play it. It's one. like great game, terrible movie. <laughs> like watch, there's a lot wa of that in pinball. Right, watchably terrible movie, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's call back to earlier in the episode right. where we discussed barbed wire. Right. Being <laughs> the show. right, another game that I own, Congo. Great game, oh, terrible cool movie. Game. Terrible right. movie. Terrible, terrible movie. movie. Yep. Johnny Mnemonic falls into the right. great game tier. Mm -hmm. Although that's kind of culty, I kind of enjoy Johnny Mnemonic. Right. So like, so yeah. So Congo and Shadow, two two movies that Tim Curry saved through, <laughs> through the through the power of his acting, I guess. Right. So and then you Tim had, Curry was in Congo. Yeah. Is it Congo? Yeah. Man, I haven't seen it in so long. Uh, apparently, Actually, the band that's coming on now is called The Mad Gear, a very tough video game music cover band. Okay. Okay. As opposed to They're bad enough dudes to rock to your to, Friday night okay. away. Are you a says, bad enough says, dude to says rock? the copy on the Rural <laughs> Arcade Expo event website. Okay, all right, okay. We'll right. go with that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, what they're gonna what, what they're gonna cover? I, I thought it was Mega Man at first, and oh, here we go. We're gonna get our here, answer here now. Comes. Here it comes. And then the the the, the last game. That I don't I know about owned, you, but I think they're opening for Goat Light. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Okay. That's that's the new band that's coming. That we don't know it's here. I'm pretty sure they're opening for Goat Light. Okay. <laughs> and then the, the last game, the, the, the last Put game I remember owning is uh, Game of Thrones Premium. That's the I own, I own. I own the Game of Thrones Premium, which I haven't opened yet. You haven't opened it yet. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, did, did you have it since it was in production? Did you just, or well, I had it since I think it's early 2016 when it was delivered. So because uh, I won it at 2015 Expo. Okay. And then I was like, well, I'm gonna get if I'm, if I'm gonna win a game, it's like okay, you get any game that's currently in production. So I chose Game of Thrones. It's like okay. Well, you can get the premium by just paying the difference between the pro and the premium. So I have a sixteen hundred dollar oh, premium. Yeah, yeah. I it's do like, that. oh, yeah, all right. I do that. So I yeah. got that. So, but then I don't have any room to, to put gotcha. it. So now it's just sitting there. And, and besides, there's a Game of Thrones pretty near to where I am, so I'll support that location. I got you. And play it there. You know? I, I don't know if I could have held that that long not opening it, but right. I. You know, I understand. It's not. It's not because of, it's not based on the collect. Like I'm not. It's not like uh, I'm not opening it because you know Gem Mint Ten B dialing. You know this new. No, it just it just happens to I, not be open. He I, just doesn't have enough uh, of a video rig at home to deliver himself uh, uh, the perfect unboxing video. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all I can say, Steve, is I understand your decisions. I just don't condone your decisions. Right. I know. Bad. Okay. Bad decision. Bad. <laughs> Making poor decisions <laughs> in life, Steve Bowden. Every day. Pinball well, I mean, websites <laughs> and coming on the Broken Token I podcast. I say he is here, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm having fun here. So, yeah. This, but, yeah, that's my that's my collection such as it is. And, I, like I said, I'm not really a collector. I'm more of an owner. <laughs> I know? understand that. There's, there's a difference there. You know, I'm not... I'm not going out searching for the newest game. I'm not really in the in the new inbox pinball drama part of the hobby. Steve you goes know. out there and builds a collection at home so he can go home and play it, except for Game of Thrones. Right, yeah, except for Game of Thrones. That's the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, uh, I, yeah. I tell you what, before they crank back up again, uh -oh. I say, how about we, uh, it looks like we're two 
two hours. About two and a two fifteen shy, two in. And a I think we're that's not bad. I think we're gonna wind this one down. All right. Before the band really kind of cranks up. Right. And uh, it drowns us out a little bit more. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you coming, Steve. Thank it's, you it's for nice inviting to, me. Nice Thank to you meet you. This I, I know it's especially on very last notice for me, but I really appreciate no, it's awesome. you coming over. You know, and uh, you know, we're actually broadcasting again for everybody that's listening. We're broadcasting again tomorrow night, Saturday night, seven mm-hmm. p.m. Eastern. If you are just I don't know check how. Out, I mean, hey, check out some of the late night beatdown because it's going to get intense. I was going to say they're going to broadcast. They're gonna, I know they're going to broadcast some of it. They usually do because the camera's already set up. Okay. So and they were already setting up graphics and things like they do today. So you know, I, I know they're going to do. They, they're probably they're most likely going to do first round. It just are they going to do that last hour where it gets really intensely crazy? I don't know. Well, I was going to say we'll you know you're please come back over, mm-hmm. but I don't know what. What state you're going to be in, other than we'll Kentucky? Yeah, which, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, right, that's state. So, what's what going on at seven o'clock on a Saturday night? Right. It's it may it's going to depend on position. It's yeah, gonna where gonna I be, am. If you're sitting pretty, am I sitting nice or am I sitting in? If he's know, in that top eight, then he's buyed out, and you right. know he's got doesn't have to play second, Saturday night. Yeah, if I'm second, <laughs> you know, if I'm in second position, then I'm fine. But if if I'm in say twenty third, you know, or what? or in ninth. You know, where that top eight is just out of reach. That's sort of the same thing. If he's out of the top eight, what he's doing is he's if he's in the top eight, solid in the top eight, Steve is handicapping goats for the races. Right. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Right. He's Place putting your his bets. there. Place your bets. Yeah. Place bets. He's, he's going up to all his opponents' goats and, like, and you know, goats lead anything. And he's got, like, a pile of garbage. Like, right. oh, you goats come over here and eat my garbage right. so my goat can win the race. Like, that's right. Lane number one, stream jumper at 30 to one off. <laughs> Lane number two, sponsored by Broken Token Podcast at fifteen to one on. Sponsor goat. <laughs> I, hey, I, if if we could get away with it, I could see like you know shaving. Do you shave a goat? Oh no, a sheep. You're a sheep. I'm a city boy. That we, to be we against the rules. Harkening back that, to the fact we that there's a, a Chewbacca nice. with a broken token t-shirt. We would drape a nice. There used to be some website called shavenwookie.com. There, there's something <laughs> for your mind to picture oh that you can is, never unpicture this, in your mind. This is a family-friendly show, Sean. What? It's a Wookiee, and if you shaved him, he would not have any hair. I was just going to go with, you know, we would drape we would drape a nice silk cloth oh, over man, a goat so and a race with right a BT oh on the side God. of it. And it's okay to shear sheep and shave goats, but I'm getting like oh inappropriate gosh. when I talk about it of oh a fictional creature in the Star Wars universe. Oh my goodness. Which, wait, but clearly we can't we can't shave the goats before the race. I'm sure that's illegal because, you know, the shaved goat is more slipstream than the goat. Yeah, exactly. He goes faster. He goes faster. aerodynamic goats. Now you're making me wonder, do we have different classes in the goat races? Oh, absolutely. Where you've got sheared and unsheared absolutely. goats? Absolutely. There has different classes. Exact weight classes. You have to... Right, you're right. Horned horned and non-horned. Oh my goodness gracious! Yes. On the goat races, I think we're gonna close this episode. And they're off to the goat races. Going around the the left turn of the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Down, Steve, buddy, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. If you're sitting pretty, or even if you're not, even if I'm not, hey, come by tomorrow night. We'd love to get you back on the show a little bit. You know, you know, hey, hang out when we're doing some commentary. You know, maybe. uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Maybe Mark and John might you know invite you in. Hey, that's uh, that's happened before. We can. We can. I'd love to hear them talk more about what Papa does. Exactly. For pinball. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, definitely come on and check us out. You know, make it intense but you know it's uh, it's intense but happy because we're all here playing and having fun and joking around but 
We're still trying to win and get that cash. <laughs> get, get those whoppers, too. So. All right. So, Steve, uh, one more time. Plug your site. Let oh, us know okay. where you're Joe, at, right. who you are. I am Fun With Bonus Online. So, I'm funwithbonus.com on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Tumblr, whatever. I'm Fun With Bonus. That's the and name I And you manage all use. of that. Go and racing. I try to go racing.com slash fun with bonus. <laughs> Um, what is that? <laughs> the the new pinball dictionary. Uh, you know, I do that. So yeah, that's if you search fun with bonus online, you'll probably find Whitney me. Whitney can't get me on Twitter, and he's on everything. I, I try to I try to stay. I try I've to got stay billboards up, up. I'm on the side of box trucks. Right? I'm everywhere. <laughs> Brent's so, going around. I'm sponsoring token on the I'm side of bars. I'm goat. I've got it. I'm, I'm on it. I am committed. To fun with bonus. <laughs> I am such a failure at what I do, Sean. Such a failure. No, but you have to fail up. So you fail up. <laughs> if you fail up, you become a success. I've, I've fallen up a flight of steps before. Fail up. Right? As long as you fail up, everything's just fine. Sean, do you want to tell everybody who you are? Um, Lord knows why. <laughs> you don't want to assign your name to this. this is, no, this I know, just right? happened. It's so, like, folks probably I, know me I'm as, Steve as unpaid production assistant of the Broken Token Podcast. Uh, Sean O'Shea, it's been very gracious for Whitney and Brent to let me sit in with Whitney being unavailable. It's uh, been a blast. And of course, I am Brent Griffith. Thank you for sitting in, Sean. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Steve, for being uh, a very honored guest of the show. Thank you. I can be reached at Brent at BrokenToken.com. Of course, Facebook. And I cannot be reached at Whitney at BrokenToken.com. Send uh, any questions, any hate mail, mainly hate mail, to Whitney at BrokenToken.com. <laughs> if, uh, if there's anything that you've got uh, that you disagree with, anything that we've said, if you represent the goat racing community, right. please contact Whitney. As a matter of fact, Whitney probably will not have an opportunity to listen to this entire show uh, before it's put out on our stream. So I would like all my listeners to do all of our listeners to do us a favor. I would like you to name your goat for the race and shoot an email with the name of that goat Excellent. and a position that you want that goat to finish in the goat races to Whitney at, at brokentoken.com. Okay? <laughs> uh, and just and with no other explanation, I please th- please and thank you. All right, so so uh, www.brokentoken.com Facebook.com slash Broken Token, at Broken Token, on that thing that Brent doesn't do. Not a clue. And uh, we're wrapping this up. We're wrapping so, this up. So in Whitney's absence, I will steal his line from him. Okay. Like, Keep your quarters clean. Game on. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. But I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes Store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes Store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. 
please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Litzy. And that's me. <laughs> music for the Broken Token Podcast is graciously provided by Mr. Scott Denisi. For more information about his music and the projects that he works on, visit his website at www.scottdenisi.com. Go Team Fiero.